and it was like right at bar close. And so we were outside and then a few of my friends who were there were like arguing with these other guys. And I was just like, you know, essentially like drunk, like lurking in the background, like waiting to see what was going to happen. And then one of the guys hit my friend and I was like, oh, this, we're all going to fight these guys. You know, it's like six on six. Let's fucking fight these guys. And so I like rushed in and started like punching all these guys. Um, but like my friends are a lot of, you know, it's like a lot of musicians and, uh, artists, not fighters and they did not follow me. (laughs) So I like, you know, I got like punched like probably a dozen times from like every single angle by these guys. What's up everybody. And welcome back to the Pohada podcast. This is the 10th episode and the sixth installment of the booze with a black belt series. As you heard there, my guest this time around is Ryan Potabom, a black belt under Tom Schmitz of Spartan Martial Arts in Oakdale, Minnesota. And he trains with us over at M-Theory Jiu-Jitsu in St. Louis Park, Minnesota. This one, like a couple of earlier conversations, might have the relaxed vibe of two bros from the gym, and he even takes a few playful shots at training partners. But his heart is true, he's a pal and a confidant. As always, a big shout out to Kathy and Polly Brooks for hosting our conversation. And if you like this conversation, please give us a five-star review on Apple. And if you write something funny, like M. Lundy One did, I'll hook you up with a gift card from the best coffee shop in the galaxy, 5-Watt Coffee of Minneapolis and St. Paul. You may have seen an Instagram story with a picture of he and I handing him the gift card over at at Pohada Photography. And as always, stick around to the very end to hear a short clip from next week's guest, Mr. Ishmael Bentley of M-Theory Athletics. And without further ado, my conversation with Ryan Potabaum. Ryan Potabaum, the last conversation I had was a war veteran. And the one before that is going to be a Olympic medalist in women's wrestling. And the one before that was at the forefront, one of the pioneers of women's MMA. So what are you and I going to talk about? I used to have a brunch blog, and uh, <laughs> there was probably like 15 followers to it. That's so, fantastic. yeah, that's like a, you know, I lead with that a lot when I meet people. I'm like, yeah, I used to have a brunch blog. Yeah, I would. So, <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, toss salad and scrambled eggs. Check it out if uh, if you haven't. It's on Tumblr. I'm pretty sure. I don't know my password, so I can't go in there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but the internet's forever, so. For the most part, yeah. yeah. Not Twitter. I had several, a couple different Twitter handles just for little different endeavors that I never used. Just secured the name more than sure. anything. They're gone now. Hmm. Who knew? What's the best place for, uh, like, Eggs Benny? Where do I want to go? Ooh. I mean, it's Fat Nats, but I'll hear whatever you got to say. Uh, what's Fat Nats? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know what Fat Nats are, but I don't know what <laughs> Fat Nats is as a place. There's a, a breakfast joint in New Hope. They got another one. Oh, okay. Brooklyn Park or Minneapolis or something like that. But they they got a thing called a uh, a Lazy Man's Eggs Benny. Lazy Man's? Poor Man's? Either way, I qualify. Yeah. And it is like literally... <laughs> Lazy and poor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good. It, that's good. It, it is literally... A piece of toast on top of really buttery hash browns with a big old slab of ham, like greasy diner kind of setup. Yeah. Egg on top, half a gallon of hollandaise, and then you just go to town. Hmm. I mean, that sounds Super good. Super good, man. All but that's like the white trash brunch, you know, which is yeah. why I know it. Because you're white trash. 
But yeah. what's your, what's your vote? Uh, so all the places that I loved, I feel like are gone. Um, original <laughs> Grand Cafe. Starting on a. I know good it's note. sad. Well, I just don't eat brunch anymore. Yeah. Is it like a 2020 thing? Like. No. Oh, it's just been a while. Yeah, it's just been a while. Grand Cafe, original Grand Cafe, on 36 and Grand was awesome. Blackbird, where me and Dan used to work, was probably one oh, yeah. of my favorite brunches. Um, when they had their like original owners, Chris and Gail, that place was awesome. I don't know what else really stood up. There's a lot of places I didn't like, but those two are those two are great. I feel like a good brunch is like like what you described. You have to like you have to be full. You have to feel like kind of disgusted with yourself. And it has to like kind of ruin your afternoon. Like if you go and have brunch and you're like, all right, now I'm going to go for a jog. Like you didn't really have brunch. You need to have brunch and be like, I feel disgusting. I'm sweating and I have to go lay down for a while. <laughs> and so if it does all of those things, like you you found the right place. Yeah. Are we, you and I, soulmates? Because like that, <laughs> that's like every meal though. It's maybe the difference. No, I do that most meals too. Yeah. For good sure. Man. Good man. Um, yeah. Last night. You know, I got home, I had a normal meal and then I was like, I should have some chips. And then I was like, I should have a snack. And then I just ate like a block of cheese before bed, (laughs) which is like, you know, you're like, this feels great at the time. And then you go to bed and then I wake up at like three 30 in the morning and I'm like, why would I do this to myself? (laughs) And that's like every single Friday night to Saturday, I do the same thing. So, so I'm happy to hear that to some extent. So you're kind of a normal person, at least in some regards. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You're not just a total samurai. No, not at all. Not at all. I love doing jujitsu, but I like, am very self-indulgent. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I grew up wrestling, so like you, like the peak and valley is like ingrained yeah. in me. So you it's hard to. You have a fucked to, relationship with food because you were a wrestler. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to eat a, uh, appropriate amount. Trust me. I never wrestled, but different issues yeah binge and purge that's the way to do it purge yeah so you like you know oh purge when you're trying to like not eat i guess not like throw up don't like uh, don't throw up that's your what food purge if means anyone's listening yeah yeah don't do like, that for sure well what's this the, is not an uh endorsement what's the opposite of what's binge without throwing up that's the opposite don't <laughs> binge and don't binge. binge and don't yeah yeah, but it's, yeah, fast. fast. There you go. Binge and fast. I don't like any of the opposite of binges. <laughs> um, I kind of like fasting. I feel like it gives you like a little bit of an edge. Truthfully, I when I've dabbled with it, it there's something there. Yeah. Just temperament wise. You right. Know? Yeah. It keeps you focused. Focused on food. <laughs> focused on food, but also, you know, yeah. it keeps yeah. you a little sharp. All right. Well, this was good. Thanks for coming by. Yeah, it was fun. Um, <laughs> just just gonna... a bunch of bullshit about <laughs> brunch. <laughs> why'd, you, why'd you have a, a brunch blog? Like, was um, it, it was kind of just casual, or were you thinking of making a thing of it? No, it was casual. It was a creative outlet. It was mostly just like, I would love, I, I really can't find it on the internet. If anyone can find it that's listening, I'll give you $20 to get me to this web address. <laughs> Toss salad and scrambled eggs. That's a Frasier reference for anyone yes. that's not familiar. Oh, so good. I was already there with you. Um, no, just Paul, for fun. Paulie's about to earn his $20. Yeah, he he's going to find it right away. I tried to find it earlier today. I was like, oh, well, maybe like he's had a so, war veteran on. He's had some impressive people. I need something to bring to the table here, and brunch is what I'm going to yeah, start mimosas with. mimosas is the... Yeah. Uh, but it was an actual website? Like you, you, you went full in? 
I mean, it was like an actual Tumblr website. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There were pictures to go along with my critiques. Um, I kind of have the same half-assed thing with beer, like a little beer blog thing. Oh, really? It's just an Instagram. Same kind. It's a real Instagram. Right? You have a third Instagram. Dude, I got like five or six. Oh. It's just silly stuff. But anyway. What's the Instagram handle? MN Beer Guy. Really? Yeah. All right. How was that? available i was gonna say three, three <laughs> years ago way too easy yeah like that shouldn't have been available you should hang on to that and sell it someday that's why i had the, all the like the twitters the browse barbell yeah. club that's a business venture and then i did the mn beer guy one because it's like yeah that's kind of neat you know yeah just to grab them all but yeah right on um no me and my buddies dan dan a couple other guys we would get brunch like every sunday for years like three years probably because we were all in our 20s and we had enough money to spend on brunch but no <laughs> no like women in our lives to be yeah. like you need to hang out with us yeah yeah so you were like is that carrie and the girls you know what's i don't sex in the city oh know, bro. it was a lot like that it yeah, was a yeah. lot like sex in the city except we were much more annoying and really uh, is that it oh do you owe polly twenty dollars <laughs> I don't think this is it. Either way, I don't know what no, to do is, with this. This is just a salads. blog about Fraser. Scrambled eggs, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is good. I mean, send that to me, Polly, please. I'd yeah. like to. I'd like to follow up on that one. Um, yeah, I can't remember how to find it. Maybe Dan will know. There's nothing on there that is worth finding for anyone that would read it. It's like a. Sure. It's like it a Creed's a- thoughts type of thing. Like it's mm-hmm. not meant for mass consumption. Right. Creed's thoughts. You know what that is? Like I thought from, you were an from the guy. office. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is meant for mass consumption. How dare <laughs> you? That's why I was questioning it. It's just like a word doc, right? That's the joke. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Mine um, could have been a word doc. For yeah. all I know. <laughs> it was not going anywhere. <laughs> it's not. It's probably not good that Creed is the character I identified and identified with and liked the most. Was he really? He was super, just super awesome. Even hmm. though it was like a rare bright spot, it was just one of the brightest spots of the show whenever he had one, in my opinion. Yeah, I feel like I'm, I identified with Ryan, which is probably worse than Creed because like, uh, he's like not a great guy. But um, Was it the name, mostly? A lot of it was the yeah. name. That, that was the first thing that registered with me. Uh, but it was also like the young, his... good-looking guy that came in. And... Yeah, and like, you know, he, he rose too fast and then he crashed. <laughs> Which happens to me all the time, um, and then he uh, a euphemism. Yeah, tried to try to redeem himself. <laughs> I just like Creed showed up all like bloodied and face painted, you know, like evil villain, and he's like, it, "It's Halloween." Oh, the, the luck <laughs> of that. Huh? Yeah, what a lucky stroke, you know. I think my favorite Creed moment is when he was growing mung beans in his uh, drawer. <laughs> That's so many. I'm I'm for that content. I think I'm kind of. It's got to be equal office references and always sunny references so far. Yeah, I was gonna bring that huh. up. So you think Always Sunny is the best yeah. sitcom? I think so. Even though it's just a copy of Seinfeld. Here's the thing. I I accept this critique. I've never seen Seinfeld. Okay, so you so need I, to. I can't say one you way or the need other. to watch Seinfeld. Like it's one of those things. I can quote Seinfeld with the proper context. That's how you know it's great, but I've never watched it. So here's where I like, this is what I add into it. Like just watchability. I think you could say it's there. Like um, it's always sunny. is like just as funny, but Seinfeld was like the first of its kind. 
and no one was like doing a show about like four essentially like self-absorbed characters who like didn't really do or achieve anything and you learn no life lessons Mm -hmm. and it was like it's just like so such a good idea yeah and like you know forge the way for everything else there's rarely a continuing plot there's never a lesson to learn and you like learn to like like these people who are like objectively not nice people yeah which is what it's always it's also probably more approachable because it was on like regular tv at the time like they couldn't have the sharp edge so that's the other thing that i feel like makes seinfeld like should be higher in the ranking is because they did all of that in the confines of being network television, which is like way harder because you can't like swear or talk about like rape like they do in it's always sunny all the time. Yeah. Accepted. Not, not to say that it's always sunny isn't great, but fully fully understood. Yeah. Yeah. What else would be up there? Uh, Frasier for sure is up there. I actually agree with that. Was it better than Cheers? Was the offshoot better than Cheers? You know, I didn't watch enough Cheers, I feel like, to really... I rewatched Cheers like two years ago. It was on Netflix, and I did the whole thing. And, I mean, cultural context, yeah. things here and there, right. but overall, holds up pretty good. I would assume Frasier, I feel like, is cast really well. Yeah. Like, David Hyde Pierce is incredible. Um, I for, Now I'm forgetting the actual names of the two women in it, but, like, Daphne um, and Ross are so good. Yeah, I, and would, like, I would never know their name. Frazier's like, season one is like sort of not funny. It's like about him like coming to terms with his dad who he doesn't get along with That's and like true. has to live with. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, this is like a very, uh, I don't know. Something. It's very yeah. something. Yeah, like this is making I me s- feel things. I was just going to like sit here and laugh and now I like <laughs> want to call my dad or something. <laughs> yeah, because I started, or I think I did the full Frasier right after Cheers. I was like, rock and roll. Let's keep yeah. the chronology alive, you know? And I remember that. I remember watching it going, huh. It also has the best love story of a sitcom ever. Tell me. The arc of David Hyde Pierce and yeah. Daphne. Yeah. Um, it's like seven seasons long before it pays <clears throat> off for him, which is great. <laughs> he's like married, and he's married to this woman, Lilith, who like the way they make fun of her on it. They never uh, show her, right? And they never show her. It's like Norm's. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's her name? What's Norm's wife's name in Cheers? They say it all I the time know. anyway. But yeah, same idea. It's like yeah. this mystical. You can't, you can't, it still doesn't, uh, if they show, I was going to say if they showed them, you you would develop Vera. That's what it was in Cheers. Thank you, Paul. What's Vera? That was Norm's um, wife. Oh, that was was always name. calling into the bar. But if they showed them, they wouldn't be able to vilify him as well. Yeah. You know? Right. It adds to it. Or you got it like letting the imagination do it. Yeah. It's like so much better sometimes. Because if they let him in and they had a nice outfit, you'd be like, yeah, you know, I kind of like him. Yeah. It's just a human thing. Um, Peep Show, I would put up there. I don't even know Peep Show. What's Peep Show? It's like a British comedy. Mm. Um, it's these guys, Mitchell and Webb. They have like a, they have like a skit comedy too, but they have this show called Peep Show and it's like pretty interesting. It's like them, they live together. They're like our age they're not particularly like cool um and they like the camera is like right in front of your face and so it's always like either like from the perspective of someone on the show or like you hear their monologue it's like a pov kind yeah. of thing point of view right it's got like nine seasons wow what? it's really good it's like one of the only shows i'll like laugh out loud by myself too which is a good i feel like that's a good that's sign absolutely because like yeah you watch like 
you know, Anchorman with a buddy. It's going to be hilariously loud. To laugh together. You're yeah. going to watch Anchorman on your own. You're going to just recognize that it's funny and not laugh probably. Right. So wait a minute. Is this mean I'm going to be like held to account for opinions I've expressed on these things? Oh, I just yeah. just got called out on the Always Sunny. And I Definitely. like it. It's good. Yeah. I mean, you know, can I just throw this out here? Kevin, fuck you too. And I mean that in the most sincere way possible. Fuck you too. <laughs> I was actually figuring that would be the first thing you said. I thought once. about leading with that, yeah. and then I forgot, and now it just came back to me. So. He didn't lead with it either, so right. I just put it up front. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like my name has been brought up on several of the podcasts, and I'm not sure if it's been positive ever when my name's brought up, but, but it's like I'm that, okay with that. It's that like powerlifting slash jujitsu slash bro thing where you bash them because it's a respect thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, fuck that guy. Yeah, I mean, everyone, everybody knows exactly what they mean by that. Yeah, and I, I wrote it down. Everyone who said anything and time stamped it. They're on the it. list. Mm-hmm. How old are you? Thirty-four. So you were seventh grade when you got lectured after Columbine. <laughs> you're not, <laughs> you're not allowed to say that you're on the list anymore, bro. You can't say that. Oh no, man, I don't. I mean, I say it, but I'm a bad person. So, um, I don't remember that being part of. I don't remember even thinking about Columbine when it happened, if I'm uh, being honest. Well, we, we, I was in eighth grade and I remember sitting in multiple classes and like them putting it on the news to like traumatize us and then oh, sure. talking about it. To be like, see, don't no, shoot like, your classmates. Look <laughs> what happens when you shoot your classmates. That was a totally a cogent yeah, conclusion, but that wasn't it. It was mostly just like, here's the thing that's happening. Because it was so weird at the time. Anyway, that's nope. getting way off track. They made lists and it made me uncomfortable. Even though I still say you're on my list. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me rephrase. So for anyone that's on the list, I don't or I don't own a gun or really know how to use one, so I'm not gonna we'll edit I'm not it. gonna call them. We'll edit anyone. it to make it sound like that you're saying they're on the list for brunch. <laughs> you're on the brunch list. Yeah. <laughs> and you've been mentioned on more than you know, actually. Because there's three of them that you have to edit some pub- of it out because it's not No, there's three of them that too, haven't been published. Yet. Mean. Yeah. Yeah. Who are the three? Ken? Two of them, sorry, that haven't been published yet. The other one is uh, Natalie. Natalie, yeah. Yeah, She's going to be my favorite episode, I think. Nice. I owe her a private lesson. Why? I did, at the the beginning of the pandemic, I was, when I still had Facebook, I was posting, like, workouts to do. Um, I don't know why. I assume most people couldn't have cared less, but I was doing it anyway to give people something to do. Mm -hmm. I remember. And I did one that was... So you start out, you do 20 burpees, and then you do 10 sit-ups, and then you do 19 burpees, and then you do 10 oh, sit-ups, and then you do that. 18 burpees, and yeah. then you do 10 sit-ups. And it is the worst exercise. It is, it is so hard. You like Your heart feels like it's going to explode. Um, is there a time on it? or just You just it do it as fast as you can. Yeah. So I was like, if anyone beats my time, oh, yeah, I'll give okay. you a private lesson. I do, I do actually remember this. And she beat my time. According to who? Chris? Allegedly. According to Chris. Yeah. Mm. I don't trust him, but I trust her. He won't know? remember this for the record. <laughs> no, he does remember. Oh, he doesn't. I, he messaged That's me like not that shocking. long ago and was like, I have not forgotten about this. <laughs> I find this funny. I do remember that, actually. Yeah. You should try it sometime. It is insane. No. <laughs> Paul, you should try it sometime. <laughs> <laughs> he lied and said, we'll see. When did you start training jujitsu, Ryan? I started training jujitsu in 2010, 2010. 
Yeah, I started 2010. So 24? 24. Years old? Oh, yes. Roughly, yeah, so it was on the... It was my second year of law school, and one of my law school buddies was doing jiu-jitsu, and he's like, you should do it. You know, you used to wrestle. And so at the end of that like year, that summer, I started doing jiu-jitsu. Um, yeah, it was great. I was hooked the first day, for sure. Like, legitimately, after day one, I was like, oh, I'm going to do this so much. I'm never going to stop doing this. Was it kind of a, this is a taste of what I used to get out of wrestling sort of thing, or...? Yeah, for sure. It definitely had that. I think um, it was so different then compared to what it's like now. Like, it was at the cellar, one of the old, like, yep. probably like three iterations yeah, of the moved. cellar ago, right. um, like by Seward, South Minneapolis, where I lived. And, like, for example, I was brand new. I didn't have a gi. The guy I came with and me, like, did jujitsu together before class for like 20 minutes. Which, like, can you imagine if, like, some dude came in and was just, like, training on the mat at M3 right now? Like, people would be like, oh, you have to wait for class. Also, who are you? <laughs> and you have to, like, sign a waiver. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, like, I was in his guard, and he was a white belt. He didn't really know jujitsu either, and I was just, like, holding his wrists while he, like, tried to armbar me for 20 minutes. And that's, then we did class. That's jujitsu. I mean, it is sort right? of jujitsu. Sounds like jujitsu. Yeah, but, like, if you're in someone's guard and you're just, like, holding their wrist, it's like, I don't know. I'm just like, what am I doing? I'm just hanging on to them. <laughs> um, and then I did class, and it was, there's no essentials then. There's probably, like, eight people. Two blue belts, a bunch of white belts, and, like, the black belt instructor. And we, like, did technique. We did live rolling. And then at the end of class, and looking back, like, this is, like, oh, this is weird. I mean, I was I was about it, but. He, like, had me do, like, a live go with one of their blue belts in front of the class. Because this was, like, back in the day when it'd be, like, you have to, like, show people, like, jujitsu works, you know? Yeah. You have to, like, convince them. It was it was still selling it. Cause still selling it. It wasn't so mainstream I, enough. You know, that. I, like, yeah. took the guy down and got triangled in, like, 13 seconds. Yeah. And, like, immediately it was, like, oh, so yeah, you just kicked my ass. And I was, like, wow, that was amazing. You sold it. I'm in. I want, like, I signed up after that. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, it was great. I've never looked back. Who was that? The black belt instructor? Tom. S still there? No, Tom has... Is that Spartan? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry, that's me drinking. Tom, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so when I first met Tom, he was an instructor at the cellar. Yeah. And he was, like, saving up money, I think, to start his gym. Yeah. And he was probably a two-stripe black belt. And then he opened Spartan nine months, probably, after I started training. And I had some overlap. I didn't go over there right away because it's in like it was in Oakdale or it still is in Oakdale. And at the time, I was living in South Minneapolis, and I hadn't like I hadn't like left the city for any reason for like five years. So like the thought of driving to Oakdale every day to me it was like this is insane. I can't right. imagine. It was like the longest that. commute you would have had in. in it was the many only commute years. I yeah. had. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I was, gross. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So actually, for a while, Mark Nicolo, who was a purple belt at the time taught at the cellar mm -hmm. so i learned from mark for a while which was cool he's he was uh i mean he was he's great now but he was like awesome back then yeah um and then yeah eventually followed tom to spartan okay so you were at spartan after that yeah yeah so i'd say like white belt to black belt i was at spartan oh, okay um and tom if you're not you haven't have you met, I tom? met tom no so he's like he's pedro sour tree 
and like definitely one of the like OG guys. He had like a different path, but I'm pretty sure there's a picture of Tom, Greg, Ishmael, and uh, Jared, and they all got their blue belts at the same time. Like up on the wall at M Theory, there is that the one I'm picturing? I don't know if that's oh. one. that might be the one. But largely, again, the timelines overlap between all those yeah. guys. But so yeah, like he he started way back when they did, um, but he also did MMA, so he kind of like wasn't on the like pure jujitsu path like Ishmael or. I guess I don't know for sure if Jared was. And then he also like stopped and started a few times. Sure. So he's, he's been a black belt for like, I don't know, a decade, 12 years, something like that. Yeah, but forever. a little bit, a little bit behind Ishmael, but like he's been around with all that those That same guys. generation. Yeah. Yeah. He fought Matt Hughes actually <sighs> back in the day. He got his eye poked and had to stop. Oh really? Yeah. It's really, you can look it up. It's anti-climatic. Yeah. It's I was going to say it's too bad, but it's not. It's still just awesome. Yeah, I mean, just to say. Just to get to that level yeah. to say you have any attachment to a name like that. It's freaking sweet. Yeah. Yeah, and he, like, cornered, you know, Sean Shark when he was, like, the UFC champ and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, Did you ever have some stops, or did you train all the way through? Uh, I would say I trained all the way through. How long did it take you from start to black? When did I say I started? It must be, like, nine years, right? Less than that. Uh, Less, eight, when did eight, I say eight, I started? Two thousand and. 10? 10 years ago. It's 2021 now. I started in 2010, summer of 2010, and I got my black belt in summer of 2018. Okay. Eight years, well, yeah. I think. No, 2017. Seven so, years. So you're on, the, oh, you're on the quicker end of the curve. Largely yeah, I mean, by I think, and large, right? I think if you like don't stop, that's not too fast necessarily. Sure. Um, when you ca- you came in with some grappling experience too, Pres- yeah. Presumably you weren't chasing after you know kids on the family farm, so you had plenty of time to go train and all that stuff too, right? Like, so I guess what I'm saying is, you train all the way through, and you can train three, four, five times a week. Like, so long as the skills are actually developing, you can have a pretty quick timeline. I would say I trained six days a week mm-hmm. for about like nine years straight. Yeah. To the detriment of many other aspects sure. of my life, but yeah, yeah sure. I trained all the time, and you and that's how you sort of that's catch up, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. you could train three days a week, and you'll get the same mat time um, in fourteen years as you would in seven years. Right, right, right. Although, to be honest, if you're training six days a week, you're just gonna improve so much faster anyway, because there's just not that there's just not that gap. Like your muscle memory and your ability to like learn day to day just skyrockets. Well, I'm gonna repeat a move that I practiced closer to the last time I practiced it. Mm-hmm. There's less gap between repetition, so to speak in the curriculum. Right. right? Yeah. Yep. Um, and just competing, will get you your black belt faster as well. You know, like you'll, I mean, you'll get a lot better competing, like so much better, so much faster. Everyone should compete at least once at every belt is my recommendation. Um, and preferably like 10 times at every belt. Even white belt? Even like yeah, when you first jump in? Yeah, white belt. Why yeah. not? Yeah. You don't know anything yet. That's how you learn. Like you're a white belt and you're like, I think I know how to do a triangle. And then you like do it in class and you're like, well, we're going full on. It's like, no, go to a tournament. The other person is trying to kill you. And you'll like see the look in their eyes and be like, oh, this is different. And that's when you like really learn mm-hmm. like what's going to work for you, yeah. you know? So You compete a lot? I used to. I mean, there's a. It's COVID now, so I haven't. Uh, yeah, I'd say like two or three big tournaments a year is what I try to do. Sure. 
when I was like so a white kind of belt. always. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, when I was like a white belt and a blue belt, I did all the local tournaments, um, up to like purple belt, and then I started doing like the IBJJF stuff after that because. I mean, one, there's just not a ton of, now there's a lot of like brown and black belts you could compete against, but you also like know all those people and probably have faced them before. So now I just try to do like a bigger tournament, go to like pans or a big open or whatever. Right. What about you? I can't remember. Have you done any tournaments? Absolutely Why not. not? Hmm? Why not? It doesn't pull me, which is like... It, I would say I'd call me out right there and say it's a dumb answer, bro. It's no, that's the reason it, you should do it. Well, yeah, well, yeah, sure. And even just like, okay, you care about getting good at the thing. Why don't you go do it? Yeah. I don't know. Even that's if you just, don't care about getting good at it, you should just have the experience. I think a part of it is like I have competed so much in so many things, and like I part one part of the thing is i have so many full weekends with powerlifting meets and other stuff that i coach people in that you you couldn't fit one that well weekend well in and that's the, that's the thing the is two weeks in the, in the, the year. i i can even i can even think back to two or three where people were like hey you're gonna you going to watch so and so compete and i'm like no man there's a meet this weekend like they overlap a lot I will do one if you, you want me one. to. I think you Professor should. Professor Potabom. Let me tell you this. I've listened to all your podcasts and you're yes. like, and, and I get where you're coming from, where you'll like lament being like, I'm really big and there's not like a ton of people that I can like really be big with, right? That's, I've never, that's, if that's come across, that's definitely not. Yeah. No, not in a bad way. Yeah. But you know, you'll say like, what's his name? The blue belt. Who's Jesse. a little bit younger. Yeah. You're like, I love training with Jesse because like you guys can like. We're a big sloppy mess. You can bang against each other and you don't yeah. have to worry about it. Yeah. So, like, it's limiting, right? There's only so many people big enough you can do that with at the gym. If you go to a tournament, you'll, like, for sure get to bash on some big Yeah, but that guy's going to be all mean and stuff. I don't want to. Yeah, he might you know, Me and Jesse are just ready you. to have some fun. You <laughs> never know. But that's what's fun about it. No, I get you. I get you. That's yeah. the best part. Yeah. It's the equivalent of, you could roughly draw the equivalent of go to a powerlifting meet and try to lift something you never lifted. Like, the whole point is to find out. Yeah. You're going to learn a lot from whether you get it or whether you don't or whether you win, whether you lose. Right? Or see someone who's like smaller than you lift more than you and be like, oh, that doesn't feel good, but maybe oh, it's good for me to time. see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like maybe that helps you get better. The Musumeci effect. What's What do you mean? And the Mikey Musumeci effect. What's his effect? Beating big dudes. Right? Oh, I guess. Yeah. That okay. whole thing. I'm like, oh, look at that guy. He'd be a 350 pounder. Rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. It, it's not like totally off the list, but I just, it literally just hasn't drawn me all that much. And then there's, I'm, I tend to have non COVID times. I tend to have a lot of weekends, all day Saturdays, powerlifting meets. A lot of times there'll be back to back Saturday, Sunday now. You know what I mean? It, yeah. It's a, a bit of a strategic or administrative challenge as much as anything, too. Well, I'll say two things. One, yep. the most fun that I have in jujitsu is competing, win, lose, or draw. It's the most fun. And not even just the event itself, but like the preparation, getting ready with your teammates, being nervous, excited, getting an excuse to like travel. Uh, For anyone that hasn't like pans or worlds, like you should for sure go at least once, even if you didn't compete, but like go and see it to like see like this is what it's really like. Because it's hard to like conceptualize in Minnesota, like how many good jujitsu people are out there. There's so many. So that part is super fun. You can't pronounce so many of the names either. <laughs> well, sure. Yeah. 
It's like it's a Brazilian thing or something. Uh, what, what was the second thing you're going to say? The I'm second sorry. thing <laughs> is if you, I will, I'll do a powerlifting meet if you do a jujitsu meet. If I hurt myself, you won't. I'll never forgive you, but I'll do one. I I would somewhat tangentially guarantee if you went and did a powerlifting meet under my like programming and tutelage, you wouldn't get hurt. No, I, I sorry. Let me rephrase. I'm okay. not going to do the preparation for it. I'm just going to show up and do it. Then you're going to get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get hurt. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? Remember that first day at jujitsu where you got triangled real quick? Yeah. Same kind It'll of idea. Be like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I'll just do like you know what? I'm just going to squat like 135, you guys, and then just, token lifts. Yeah. <laughs> I get, get three tries. Lift. I got to work my way up to it. Isn't yeah. that right? Yeah. Yeah. I get it. It'd be 65 kilos. Yeah. Whatever. 60 kilos. Yeah. So you should do one. You should do one for sure. Okay. You should consider it. Oh, I already have considered It's on the list of considerations. You should do it now too I, before <laughs> you get too high of a belt. Then it gets hard. You don't want to like be a purple belt and do your first tournament. Totally dig that. Yeah. You got to get it out that of the way. That makes a lot of sense, yeah. Because it only gets harder. If I, w- if I were to go to a PANS type of thing, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying... You know, that's what I would then choose to go. That should be the I one. Would, no, I would choose Naga so I could slam some bitches. But <laughs> You can't slam um, people in Naga. <laughs> can you not? <laughs> no. No? Who, who lets you slam? No one. Nobody lets you slam? Fight to win lets you slam. Oh. But they have like a WWE style ring. Like you're not, it's not yeah, going to hurt them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you can't slam, slam people. Bring slams back. You can slam people and fight to win. I slammed someone. You did? Who'd you slam? Uh, Jose. He's a, Shout out to Jose. Yeah, sorry, Jose. Um, it's funny. I slammed him, and I he it was like in his guard, and I lifted him up and like slammed him into the ground as hard as I could. Mm. But the mat's like springy, so his like chest bounced back up and just hit me in the face, and I like <laughs> instantly had blood in my mouth oh, no. from my nose. It's like wow, uh, that uh, did not go well. It's a definition of a back. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know if like he knew, but it was like God, my face hurts so bad from <laughs> slamming this guy. <laughs> It was, uh, but that room, but it was fun. That. Yeah, for I sure. I mean, it was exciting. Yeah. Pick and it's like and a, you're down. like front and center. Everybody's watching you. There's no other matches going on, right? Is that how they do that? Fight to win? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Super cool. You're up on the elevated stage. Got the smoke machine going that's, hot and heavy. That's good. Um, <laughs> good for yeah. performance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, every time I do it, my lungs are like shot the next day. Um, yeah, bright the lights. The deepest breaths you take all year, and you're pumping a smoke machine. And you're just me. breathing Thanks. chemicals, like yeah. the grossest <laughs> chemicals. <laughs> what I was going to say is, if I were to go to one of those, my ambition more than anything would be to try to be on the photo squad. Like, either you could do that, for either sure. legitimately, like apply as a whole process they have, or just go rogue and do my own thing. You should do it. People like pay photographers to like do their pictures at those events. I know. I've talked to a few of them. Yeah, so you could do that and you could compete because it's like oh, four days long. Oh, man. You could do what? You're I'm 35? Finding a work around here. Yeah, 35. Masters 2, blue belt. They're I love that 35 is, is not only Masters, but like the second level Masters. Yeah, you don't masters hit Masters too. in powerlifting until you're 40. Hmm. I think like triathlons are the same thing. Once you're 30, you're just old in most stuff. Well, like the, you know, there's no like fear of like a 20 year old hurting you. Yeah, you know what no, I, mean? I, I 100% know what okay. you mean, yeah. Masters is necessary in jiu-jitsu. Definitely. It changed yeah. my life when I started to do Masters. Wait, can I do Go this? Go ahead, yeah. Oh, baby. Yeah, I went from being like, you know, 29 and like 
getting the shit kicked out of me by like a 22 year old. Mm-hmm. Or actually I would like do good for like three or four minutes. Yeah. And then I would just like fade away. Yeah. And they yep. wouldn't be sweating. And then all of a sudden you like start masters and you're like, oh, I'm the young guy. I'm going to bash on these old dudes. <laughs> Gray hair is walking around. Yeah. 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 There, so there, that's what it'll be like for you. There's definitely, I mean, a lot of sports and it seems like fighting would be one of those where being able to just level off with somebody close to my age is smart. <clears throat> Not even just tactical, yeah. but smart. Well, that's like, you want to like test yourself against your peers. What's the point of like seeing how you do against like a 22 year old phenom? Just <laughs> just verify the inevitable. Yeah, like I right? could just tell you ahead of time, like they'll probably beat you. <laughs> like they would beat me, you know, like they're just younger and, yeah, you know. So but you, you probably have, you know, better life skills than them. Man, talk about pressure. <laughs> you don't dude, have to list them. Dude, yeah, let's not get into that. <laughs> He's doing a Caitlin. He's turning the mic on me this whole time. You ever fight fight? You do any striking and stuff? Yeah. Uh, what what well else not, you got? I've done I've done th- uh, three kickboxing fights, or like a smoker and two amateur kickboxing fights. Smoker. Yeah, smokers like uh, you like it's like amateur fights, but it's like at a gym, uh, and people don't like you don't like sell tickets. You just like fight another dude. At it's a, like Fight Club. You're talking about Fight Club. It's kind of like Fight Club. Yeah. The academy does them. The seller would do them. I mean, it's still like you know you have like gloves and you're like in a ring and people are watching and you have like a ref but it's not quite an amateur fight so it's a little less pressure yeah um, it's like it, like in the meathead crowd we have unsanctioned powerlifting meets where a gym just holds a meet you know and it's sort of an open invite to friends yeah. type of thing it's like you know it's like harder than sparring but it's not a it's not an actual yeah like fight fight right or it is it kind of is i don't know it is i mean i did one smoker and like yeah, that dude was like trying to kick my head off. So I guess it was real. <laughs> it wasn't like I a fight could. is real when somebody yeah. lands some shit. Then, exactly. Yeah. So um, you had two others or three others? I'm sorry. Two others, yeah. And then I had two amateur fights. Tra- um, trained for those out of the cellar, obviously. At Spartan. Oh, Spartan. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. So I did jujitsu for like two years, probably. Um, and they are so that's an MMA gym. So it's a little different than M Theory and that like, you know, it's like an hour of of Muay Thai and then an hour of jujitsu and then maybe like some MMA stuff at the end in the same day in the same day. Oh baby. So like jujitsu guys, like you just like sit there and like watch Muay Thai guys while you're waiting for class to start instead of watching like a different jujitsu class. Sure. Sure. Um, and so it didn't take too long for me to be like, Oh, I should do this too. Also like working out for just one hour at that age. I was like, I want to like do more. Yeah. I was going to say you probably had days where you just did all three hours of training. Yeah. You just, that's what you do. You just do it all. So, um, yeah. So I would like spar with those guys, get the crap kicked out of me and then did a couple kickboxing fights, which is like fun. It's fun in a sense, like very unlike jujitsu. Like it, it hurts. Like jujitsu like hurts sometimes, but like, getting like kicked and punched like really <laughs> really hurts i i have like so much respect for those people i don't know how they do it no no way um, not over here brother it's unreal yeah even just uh i referenced how i was taking some photos at at uh striking institute yeah. the day before she and i recorded like it was the heavyweights too this the sparring group is like heavyweights from multiple different gyms just yeah. so you can match body size and kind of everybody's on the same page and oof I remember Oof. one of the like first times I did sparring, this guy Chase, 
who's uh he fought on on contender series he's mm. pretty good yeah uh, or really good i mean he you know he had like double digit pro wins and and fought on contender series dana white's contender series for anyone that's not familiar mm-hmm. copyright something i don't know i don't know either shout um, out shout out yeah. dana um either way that's either impressive. way yeah that's, so yeah and i sparred with him all the time and, I, and he was like a 185er so like way bigger than me and generally took it easy on me um but like early on when we were sparring once i was like kicking him and then he just like did not even that hard was just like leg kicked me back and i was like ooh, that hurt i was like oh that hurt but then it was like whatever and i like finished the class and I went home and I was driving home and I, my leg started swelling up from the kick. It like scared the shit out of me. Yeah. I like panicked. I thought my blood clot. Yeah. I thought I was going to die. Yeah. Uh, and my whole leg was swollen for like two weeks from just one, one good shot. That's why, you know, like it's one of those like thing where people don't have any exposure to like real actual fight training. Yeah. But are like UFC fans and they see leg kicks and they're like, what the hell? Why is he wobbling? Dude, it's horrible. It's gonna have to get carried home. <laughs> it is the the last kickboxing fight I did. I pretty much stopped doing it because I got the crap kicked out of me, and I was like, "What am I? Like, I'm not gonna be really good at this. Like, why is this fun? Like, I don't." It seems feel, like one of those endeavors where you gotta, it's like, really, really got to be your thing, yeah. or you're out. Yeah, yeah, and he like low leg kicked me a few times, and it was amazing. Like two minutes later, my leg was just like lead. You know, those like, and you like see those like UFC guys low leg kick each other and the other guy will like just keep fighting. It's like, how do you do that? Yeah. And then they walk out of the ring afterward. Yeah. Or the octagon. Like what in the world? Yep. Uh No matter how soft I practice a punch, I'm still creating impact with your face. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we can roll and flow and, and really have a good time. But like you're still punching me. Yeah, and you can you can spar like pretty light, I think, and have a pretty good time. But you're still punching me. You're still getting punched. (laughs) I mean, and at some point, you probably do need to spar a little harder. And you can't like have a. I mean, I I could go do a jujitsu tournament and get like annihilated by someone mm -hmm. and not be hurt at all. Right. You can't like do a kickboxing fight and even win and not be hurt at all. Like you're hurt afterwards, no matter what. Those are the best, the, the selfies they take together, like, back in the back afterward. Yeah. They're both just, like, ground beef. Their faces like, are just ruined. God, I hope you're having a good time because, <laughs> oh, my God, the winner looks like they got their ass kicked. Right. It's terrible. It is terrible. Oof. Yeah, my last kickboxing fight, I actually, um, it was, I, you know, I lost, like, a unanimous decision. But at one point, he flashed me, and I just, I don't even know why. I just, I double-legged him. I just took him down. And as soon as I did it, I like let go and was like, I know this is wrong, but my body made me do this. Yeah, it was a defensive <laughs> and mechanism. I'm, yeah, like, yeah. I'm sorry. And the ref was like, uh. That's when you start right, doing going, the Hogan guys. thing to the crowd, put <laughs> yeah. the hand behind the ear, like, what's up now? You know, just go straight WWE about it. Yeah. So that was my sign. I was like, I should probably just stick to grappling. This is, my body <laughs> yeah. is telling me you just That's aren't funny. good at punching people. But I did it for a long time. That's I probably weird. did like three or four years of Muay oh, wow. Um, yeah, trained with Ken a bunch. He was good. He was a really good, uh, person to work with. He's like gentle despite having unbelievable power. Yeah. Um, and a bunch of like pro guys there. They had probably had like a dozen pro MMA fighters at Spartan. 
quite a few. Quite a few. And like good guys, you know, like Mike Richmond was there for a while. Ken, um, this guy Travis Pruszynski, who's had like 40 pro fights, who's like, he used to like fight every other weekend when he was like 19. He didn't even train. He just would do it for like 100 bucks and would just like knock people out. Uh, he's like the <laughs> nicest guy ever, and, but had just like dynamite in his hands. What in the world? Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's like a ton of those guys. Just didn't even train, would just fight for 100 bucks. Yeah, when he was a kid. I mean, he trained like at Spartan. He's a little older yeah. then, but yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. had the... Yeah. Yikes. Is that where that um, Pam Sorensen trains, or is she at the cellar? She's a cellar. The cellar, okay. Yep, yep. She's, she she's seems been like somebody times. i got to talk to. Yeah, she'd be good. Dan O'Mano. That's his nickname. I've been saying it. I want everybody to say it. Dan O'Mano. Dan Manisek? Yeah. No, it's not Dan what is O'Mano. It? Let's hear it, bro. Um, I would say, like, Mano Sexy. Um, Dan, Dude. the Prince of Snacks. So Dan's brother big mike is big mike the king of snacks and so dan's the prince of snacks is that because he was fat before who dan, dan? no it's because he liked a snack oh well yeah so yes yeah i mean he was i mean i don't know if i'd say he's fat but he was big i'm just using his words he's training with us illegally for a little bit you know he's one of my favorite roles actually a crafty motherfucker yeah i never i've never been out here you guys did it here too I was just thinking the fire station. Yeah. Yeah, I think he lost like 30% of his body weight, probably. Maybe more. I think he was like 225. And now he's like 155. Well, yeah, and so I'm saying, just fat. <laughs> yeah. But you can snack and not be fat. I snack every day. I know. I'm For like, anyone that's I'm... not seen me before, I am not fat. You said you wrestled. Hold on, let's back up. Where'd you wrestle? Uh, Apple Valley High School That's the high school Yep um, I did wrestling college, college A little bit yeah. You did wrestling college though A little bit where, yeah. where at Lacrosse, Wisconsin Yeah Yep I actually Were they the Eagles Yeah like How'd you know that I don't know It's just stuff in my brain Who No knows? really Yeah They were the Eagles So was Apple Valley So you know I soared high At both institutions um, <laughs> Dumb slogan <laughs> I don't even know If that's their slogan uh, that, It works though I don't know. Um yeah, I, I sort of wrestled in college. I My freshman year, I wrestled um, first semester, made the team, won the wrestle-offs, and then had horrible grades. Like, I had, like, straight Cs. And I, that's like, not so bad. I mean, it's all relative. But it's all relative. When you're was, paying for classes, I was going to say, like, this doesn't bad, seem yeah. like a good use of money <laughs> to yeah, be, like, correct. not doing well in college. So I quit the wrestling yeah. team. was like, yeah, I got to get my shit together. Um, props to student athletes. I don't know how people do it. Like, you know, we train three days, three times a day. It's like, and you have to like do school and you have to like, I don't know. You're like in college. You want to like get drunk and like try to like meet people. By well, people, I, I, I mean remember like, yeah, women, but yeah. you know, you want to, or whoever, you're in college, right? you're trying, yeah. or whoever you're interested yeah, in. You're so good. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I remember like, yeah, the football guys where I went to school having like 6 a.m. video review. Like yeah. so it's not even like practices, but just there's just more noise in your schedule than right. other people would have. Yeah, more time, and that's D three. Yeah. I mean, a D one is like even more. That's what I was talking about too. Is like D two, yeah. like right. <laughs> can't even compare. I'm sure. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I wrestled kind of, and then I kind of wrestled again my sophomore year, um, but mostly I just like did a bunch of camps over the summer and like made money that way. 
And then I was like, yeah, I'll wrestle. And then I just like didn't really. Again. Tell me what you mean, made money doing camps. Yeah, so you do like wrestling camps. So you like would go. You're coaching in them is what you're saying? Like teaching, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you would like go to a school. You'd go to like, you know, I don't know, Caledonia or like whatever, Watertown or some small mm-hmm. town in mm-hmm. like southern Minnesota or Wisconsin or Iowa and do like a two-day camp and just like their whole team would come and you would like show the moves and have them wrestle and stuff. Yeah. And it'd be like a hundred bucks a kid. Sure. But it'd be like 30 kids and you like split it with the college. It's pretty sweet. It was great. Yeah. It was a lot of, it was, I mean, at the time to me, it was like, this is incredible. What am I going to do with all this money? Right. <laughs> Hundreds of dollars. Yeah. I'm rich. <laughs> at one time. At one time. Exactly. Yeah. Were you pretty good? Say it again. Were you pretty good? Uh, it's pretty relative. I mean, Apple Valley's like, mm-hmm. when I graduated, it was like the, one of like the heydays, like our, we won state for, I think the sixth or seventh time in a row. And then they took third the year after we graduated and then went on another run of like six or seven and like qualified for state like 40 years in a row. Yeah. Uh, Actually loosely, rem- I never wrestled, but I'm from Cottage Grove. So kind of close enough o- over there to just sort of remember that being talked about by some yeah. of the guys. Yeah. So it's like relative, like we were, we were good. We ranked like second in the country. We like traveled all over. Yeah. And like competed against, we did like this final four in Pennsylvania against like New Jersey and Pennsylvania and Ohio teams. So they're like guys who are like actually really good on the team. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I was like a state place winner, but we had like five state champions on our team. Yeah. And I think like 12 right. of the guys placed at state that year. So it's like, it's all relative, you know, right, you're like right, right. kind of good, but like one of my buddies was a four time state champ. I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's really good. <laughs> yeah. Which like gives you that, you know, it just doesn't seem like that big of a deal in that context. Correct. I follow you. Yeah. If you were the lone standout state entrant, you might be like, yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like some schools yeah. have like no one place at state ever. So like placing at state a couple of years in a row is like, would be like great. Yeah. Your picture's on the wall in yeah. the hallway at that point. Yeah. Right. And not that I'm not like uh, happy with those accomplishments or whatever. For but sure. Yeah. So like, you know, okay. Good enough. Who's the best wrestler at M Theory? <laughs> um, <laughs> who else is a wrestler at M Theory? Who's the best? Who else is even a wrestler? Who wrestles the best? Not even this is not their identity, who, but I, me maybe I don't know you. Who, Why'd you say me? Maybe well, who, I don't it. know. I'm trying own to think it, if brother. there's other wrestlers that I don't I'm, know. I'm not. Everybody for, sits down. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so like I don't know. It's tough to even tell. Yeah, well, so I will say, like, wrestling and, like, doing takedowns in jiu-jitsu are, like, extremely different things. Yeah. Um, you know, people, like, call it wrestling, but, like, it's really, it's not wrestling. Like, there's some what, crossover, but there's also some distinctions. You know, to the same extent that, like, jiu-jitsu is, like, an actual sport, like, that's the same way with wrestling. You know, like, you can't, like, get choked in wrestling. Yeah. So, like, if I did, like, yeah. just wrestling takedowns with someone like Marcus, like, I could, like, shoot in with like my head down and like work to a takedown on him. Yes. No offense, Marcus, but yeah. in jujitsu, like if I just like shoot him with my head down, like he probably would just guillotine me every single time. So it changes sort of like how that sport works. There's some skill crossover, but the, because of the rule sets, there's some serious gaps. Yep. If you, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just very different, you know, and like wrestling too, like people think of wrestling as like takedowns, but takedowns are like a third of wrestling maybe. Like, I wasn't, like, great at takedowns. I would just, like, get on top and, like, turn people a bunch. Yeah. So, like, if if we had, like, a real wrestling match with someone, like, 
most of the people would have no idea what the rules are or how to not be on their back. So you're just like, I was just like, you know, you just like pin people or something. Mm-hmm. But maybe there's someone that's a good wrestler. I don't even know. Darren. Darren's pretty good. Darren, homie. Is that how you say it? Homie? Uh-huh. I hope oh, it's homie. Oh, uh, what's He's his name, son? White, white belt. Or the, the Darren's the dad. Yeah. Yeah, his son's like ranked. Yeah. Like really high in the state, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's a good wrestler for sure. Yeah. There's a Ty Fredericks. Oh, really? Oh, you were telling me about him. Yeah, so he'll be a good wrestler too. Nice. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't wrestled in like a decade. Sure. Me neither. <laughs> or the previous decade. <laughs> or the one before that, for that matter. So it's all good. Uh, Dan was a pretty great wrestler. He wasn't, but he does have one of my favorite Did wrestling you say he stories. Wasn't? No, he wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't at all. He wasn't, and he isn't, and he never will be. But <laughs> yeah. um, he went to like a JV tournament, and I think it was like Northfield, and he won the tournament, and he <laughs> had this like gold cardigan that he I don't know why he had it, but so that you know you like stand on the podium for your picture, and he like put on this gold cardigan and then like put his headgear on and was like in his wrestling stance with like his medal <laughs> and like all the other guys that like took you know not first are on there just mm-hmm. like humiliated like we lost to this guy with a gold yeah. cardigan yeah. <laughs> on for the photo that's fantastic yeah I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to ask to see that you could probably find it any any degree it. of trolling that anybody does I'm like yeah yeah I'm in I gotta see this definitely that's funny. He he didn't wrestle, but he like he did wrestle. Oh, but he wasn't like a. I think sure. he like quit after his sophomore year. Yeah, you know he was like a. He did it, but he wasn't like yeah, super okay. into it. I was like, he just randomly signed up to go to it. No, no, <laughs> he, re- he for sure wrestled, but he wasn't like. You know, it's like different. Apple Valley had, uh, you know, we had like seventy guys on the team, so like tons of kids wrestled. Yeah. It was like a popular sport, you know. Wait, now hold. Let me let me back up yet again. This is my prowess as an interviewer. This is not an interview; it's a conversation. See what I'm saying? Uh, who gave you your black belt? Who did you? Tom. Tom. So that's your lineage over there. Okay. Yeah, white to black belt at Spartan. I was his first black belt. You said that. I'm sorry. That's okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. You did just say you're a good interviewer, but that's. No, I was goofing on my lack of interview skills. It's oh, not an interview. Were, it's a conversation. You were we're being drinking ironical. Beer. Got it. Yes. Um, yeah, I went white to black. I was his first black belt, actually. Um, yeah, which was cool. I mean, that is cool. Yeah. I didn't expect it. You know, like getting your black belt, it's like a weird, I never like wanted to like level up on any of my belts really, maybe like my blue belt, but, um, cause there's like no going back. Right. Once you're a black belt, you're like, now you are a black belt. You better like stay good or get better and make sure you don't feel like you're a fraud. There's expectations at every level, right? Yeah. And I think yeah. too, just like, you know, the like self doubt that comes with anything, the higher the expectations are, the more opportunity for you to feel like you maybe don't deserve or like haven't achieved whatever it is. Yeah, because well, especially with black belt is what you're saying. Because especially because I say, okay, this is Ryan Potterbaum, a black belt. He knows everything. Right. And I don't. Yeah. And there's people who are like way worse than me who are black belts. Right. There's like such a huge range. Yeah. Of black belt that it's like. It's hard to like stack your like. How do I? How would I like compare myself against Ishmael? Like he's been a black belt longer than I've done jujitsu. It's like, well, well, they're both black belts. But it's like, well, yeah, but it's different. It's different, it's and it can be different. different for a lot of people. So, well, and then it means just even just 
different you list the 10 top people in the world at the world level every year and take the black belts you know and line them up it's levels right there's, like that, that'd be a hell of a task they're the best in the world for a reason there's black belts know? and then there's black belts yeah and there's guys that are absolute hammers and and people who like you i mean you look like get your black belt no matter what right if you like keep doing jujitsu three days a week forever you'll get a black belt so the range is humongous but like someone like me like i really want to be you know like want people to be like oh yeah that's like a good black belt so it's in a sense i like didn't necessarily want it when i got it but I guess you don't really decide that it just happens and then Can you expand on that? What do you mean? I mean, I think I know what you mean, but expand on why I didn't why really you want it. Kind of didn't really want it. Yeah, cuz like I said, you, there's no going back, so it's like it's once you're there, it's like you've you've hit this you like in a weird sense, you like hit the final step and it's like, well, now what? You're like on this journey and then you get there and you're like, "Oh, now I'm here." And it's easy for people to be like, "Well, now a new journey starts." I'm like, "Well, fine, but there's no markers of this new journey i'm just going forward at the same you know so so is it more like you thought there should have been a couple more years of seasoning involved or that you don't necessarily have a target in front of you at this point um i would say maybe not even either like i don't think i needed more seasoning necessarily like i got i got my brown belt in i think at like the end in like december of like 2000 and 16 to december 2015 i think and i like one world's like six months later at masters brown belt so it's like i i feel like i'm like good enough at brown belt mm-hmm. um but then like getting your like once you get to black belt you've like you never have the opportunity to like go back from where you've gotten to so you like i feel like you want to like keep that in front of you for as long as possible because to me, I would rather like get a belt and have someone be like, "Oh yeah, like well deserved. It's about time." Whereas like you could get a belt and someone could be like, "Oh, okay, wow, good for you." Yeah, yeah. You know, like <laughs> and people say that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, so. Well, you're saying there there isn't even at brown belt. There's an element of I'm just a brown belt. Yeah. Like I'm not there yet. I'm right. not Finished or whatever. Exactly. That's interesting. Yeah. There's no. There's no finality to it. And the expectations aren't that aren't that yeah. high. Well, no one's like that's a bad brown belt. Like, yeah, people just, will be like, you have that's gaps a bad when brown you're a brown belt. belt. You know, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, that's interesting. It's also super weird to think about from the absolute opposite end of the spectrum. Because every brown belt I've ever bumped into in the hallway is it's a savage. Sure. You know, it, it just has a matter of perspective and knowledge base. That's interesting right. to hear. But yeah, the, but it's all relative, right? Yeah, right, right. Like, to some people, there's, like, a bunch of brown belts that are, like, absolute trash. Who? To who? To, like, the people that trash on them. You know <laughs> what I mean? They're, like, kidding. someone who's thrashing them. They're, like, I'm wow. I'm just seeing if you're going to tip over the no, tea. No, I'm going to say know somebody's <laughs> name. <laughs> Spilling tea. No, but it's, like, you know, it's relative. Yes, yes. Is that your biggest contest win? The one you just, uh, Worlds at Brown Belt? Masters won? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's like hard to compare like color belt versus black belt stuff. Um, or how about this favorite? Is that your favorite win? Or no, what's favorite win? Definitely Tell me about not. It. Definitely not. Uh, mo- favorite would be like the fight to wins for sure. Um, which I guess is like three different fights, 
but those are like the most fun just because you get to like have your family and your friends there who have like a bunch of friends who like know I do jujitsu and that that's like a huge part of my life, but they don't like see it. So like getting them to come, um, having like a bunch of people there. And then also just like, I would say like in all three of my fight to win fights, I was like for sure the underdog and like somewhere between like, he probably won't win to like nobody thought I would win some of them. Yeah, like, Jose was my first black belt match at Fight to Win, so that was, like, intense and super fun and, like, super scary. What's Jose's last name? Varela. Okay. Um, so he's, like, one half of the owners of Rio. But, yeah, like, he's he was probably... Oh, Jose... Okay, sorry. I'm all caught up. Go ahead. You know who Jose is? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that was, like, my first black belt match was against him at Fight yeah. to Win. Um, I would say, like, that one... I feel like maybe, like, some people thought I could win, but certainly, like, most people thought he would win. Uh, my next one was against... Hold on now. What did you think? Oh, did I think I would win? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, not even, like, that athlete thing of, yeah, we're going to get out there and kick butt, but, like, you honestly thought you were going to do pretty well. Oh, yeah. Well, you, cool. how could you not? Gets into I mean, a I'm not self-doubt like, conversation. Yeah, right I don't there. have that kind of... Se- <laughs> you can't have that kind of self-doubt in this kind of sport. Yes, yes, yes. You can, yes. I, I like, acknowledge the possibility of losing yeah. any, any right. match, but, like... Right. If I was like, there's no way I'm going to win, like, why would I do it? Yes. Yeah. You like, you, they ask you, do you want to face this person? If you're like, no, they're going to kill me. I'd probably say no. Yeah. There's better ways to spend a Saturday at that point. I could just be like, give me someone easier, please. Mm-hmm. People do it all the time. One of those shitty brown belts you were talking about. Well, I was a black belt then, but oh, yeah. find me a shitty black belt. <laughs> <laughs> find me the smallest black belt you can find. Or, uh, so the next fight to win was who? Uh, this guy, Sergio Hernandez who um, he's from San Diego. He actually got internet famous because he caught a burglar who was robbing his dad's house and he like triangled him. Yeah, he's a tattoo artist. Oh, I remember that even, I think. I've seen it. And he's like, you know, he's done like a bunch of EBIs. He has like his own guard. He's like a Sergio guard or Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's called. He has like a bunch of highlights of doing like insane stuff. Yeah. It's like crazy flexible. Um, So yeah, I would say that one, like not many people thought I would win. I don't think it's one of those where like, you know, your coach is like, I think, I think you, I think you could win. <laughs> Get out there, buddy. <laughs> yeah. They're not confident. Um, and then draw the last good. one for sure. Joao. Yeah. I would say also Rio, right? Also Rio. Yep. Who's a little bigger and like he's super accomplished. I would say like almost no one thought I would win. I mean, like I have a screenshot of a message from Max Bolo and Max was like, you're going to lose to Joao. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which like, Fuck you, Max. Yeah. But uh, friends like these, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like all of those, I feel like yeah. you know, I probably like. Not only can I hear him saying that, I can see the smile on his face as he typed it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That big old smile. Well, that was why he had to wear a singlet to the gym because I was like, if I beat him, you gotta come to. Was Nogi. that it? Yeah, okay, so I'm super class. new at that point to the yeah. gym, and I remember being like, "Dude's wearing a singlet. That's fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on, but somebody lost a bet, and it's pretty cool." Yeah, it was him. That's what it was. He okay. lost a bet. He bet that. One of his teammates would lose yeah. to another person. Some um, of the best Ishmael faces took place with him in class in that in that singlet. Just looking off to the side, shaking his head. It's a great singlet. Tie-dye, freestyle. Um, but, yeah, so anyway, those are, those are for sure like the highlights. Those are so much more fun. Just because of the lights and the glitz and the, the whole thing? Uh, yeah, just like the buildup, you know, and it's like – 
that like idea of like the challenge of facing someone who like is presumably better than you is like super exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's where you can like, you know, like all those dudes are black belts, like somewhere between like six and 15 years longer than me. So like objectively are like more skilled, but like you don't, that's like not the only thing that matters when you compete, you know, you can like make it a dog fight and like drag them into the mud and like, still win you know the person that like is more aggressive or like wants it more makes it pushes the pace better and has the conditioning to survive it etc or just has like a good strategy you know and has like a good game plan and things it through so those are for sure the most fun yeah best memory from like an ibjjf though like any 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 cool highlights from like being out at pans and whatnot um i don't know i I guess. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's yeah, not the they're, same, huh? they're fun. No, it's, it's fun. I mean, so at black belt, you, you have like your matches up until the semis on Saturday for masters. And if mm. you make the semis, then you start on Sunday and like Sunday at pans is just black belts. Um, and so I've, I've made it to the semis twice. And so you get to like warm up with like, you know, Buchecha and like Leandro Lowe, like in the same tiny room as yeah. you. Like it's cool. Yes. And those dudes are like, you're like, oh, wow, they're like all right here. Yeah. So getting to like warm up and be there and compete like for that is super fun. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, tournaments are different. You know, it's not so much build up. It's more like you're there and you like try to, you get a bunch of matches in and like do it. But seeing those guys being around that is super cool. Right. Close to the, close to the atmosphere of greatness kind of thing. For sure. And just like you face good guys, you know, like even at Masters, those guys are all like studs. Yeah, who the hell would fly across the country if you weren't? Right. You know, <laughs> you know your your exactly. average your average ability level is higher just from that. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's any other highlights. I mean winning Master Worlds at Brown Belt was super cool. It's like a that weird sounds, sensation. I yeah. didn't like think I could. Not that I didn't think I couldn't, but you don't like you can't like go to a tournament like that with like 35 guys and be like, I'm going to win. And if I don't, I'm going to be disappointed. Like that's insane to, that means like almost 99% of the people that show up are super upset that they didn't win. Yeah. Uh, so that was cool. That was cool, I guess at the time, but it's so fleeting, you know, you like win something and like two weeks later, like one, no one, but you remembers people don't like really care. Not that they're not happy for you, but like ultimately most people, Jiu-Jitsu is still in the back pages of obscure sport, sports quarterly. Like even to like jujitsu people, I think like ultimately, like yeah, I'm not like I wonder like what tournament Marcus won last. Like people don't like care a ton about in in life in general. People don't like care a ton about other people's accomplishments. Right, right? they're mostly and there is seem does seem to be a thing of jujitsu culture where it's not like I, I think it was Caitlin actually that put up a post about what if we tracked and promoted jujitsu people with their record behind their name like you do mma fighters oh, like like cool. boxers and mma fighters like you can tell them you, you can tell their record like it's it's always there you know what i mean but like if you ask a lot of jujitsu people as i have recently like what's your record they go huh well let's see <laughs> it turns into this big long pause is it like and i really thought about it that way it's just like, it seems to be a cultural difference <clears throat> yeah that's a good way to look at it i mean a lot of jujitsu people like don't have a record Right, like a ton of people get their black belt and stop competing because you know there's 
scared. I don't know why. Why would you stop? I don't know. But a lot of people do. And so then it's like they don't even have a record. Think about how many black belts are in Minnesota. There's probably like, I don't know, 35, 40. I was going to say yeah, 30 to 40 probably. Just How many of them have like never had a match? At least half. Maybe more. Never had a match at black belt. And you're against that. I'm against you think that. they should. Yeah. yeah, you said earlier. Yeah, yeah. you should. And I think I, sure. I think I agree with you. As someone who hasn't competed, and I'm again I'm only a baby blue belt, but yeah. like if you haven't really applied it, it it like you'd catch shit in the meathead crowd for you'd catch thirty percent shit in the meathead crowd for bragging about like a big squat. We'll put it on the board. You know. Time it, show up on the right Saturday, throw it up in the record books or, you know, in the log book. Like have you done it, done it, or have you done it? You know, like if I, I mean, I'm really good at practicing and straight up rolling, doing arm bars with my friends. But it's right. like you said, it's a different thing if the other dude is legitimately hoping your head pops off. And like if you're a black belt at a lot of gyms, you're not like rolling with other black belts. You're like dusting up your blue belts who like learned how to be blue belts from you. So of course you're going to be able to kick their ass <laughs> i know i know what he's gonna do i told yeah, him to do it yeah exactly right. like so that's yeah it's like uh, you should i feel like they should get out there and do it yeah i think i agree with that it's such a it's a it's an easy sport to like go do in a competition sense and you don't have to like risk much yeah you're not gonna have a traumatic brain injury and a busted up nose and fractured ribs and stuff you're not gonna get hurt at all yeah how are you fine. gonna get hurt because you didn't tap soon enough. That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> you, you hurt because, like, you're, someone broke your arm. Like, my favorite thing about jujitsu is no matter what, at any point in any practice or match or rolling, like, all I have to do is be like, I want to stop now. And the yep. person will stop. They, yep. You don't even have to know them. They could be a stranger, and you just have to be like, stop. I'm going to touch you. And they immediately <laughs> stop. It's like the safest sport if you want it to be. Yeah. So like, well, yeah, what, you know, what are you afraid of? Why not just go for it? You're talking to me again. Oh, everyone. Okay. I'm looking at you. Yeah, I'm talking to everyone. I'm talking yeah. to Polly too. Polly, yeah. when's the last time you did a tournament? He's shaking his head. He's just shaking his head. Does that mean you've never done a tournament? He's a purple belt. He's never done a tournament. It's totally okay too. Mm-hmm. I will say this. Yeah, like yeah. I say that. To each what, their own, right? But yeah. yeah, that's what I think about jujitsu. I think like you don't. You should like 100% only do it for like what you want to do it for. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And so like if that's like not fun to you, maybe you shouldn't because you should ultimately only be doing it because you're having fun. Like anything you're doing, right? Like your jujitsu is like, this is like your pastime. Like do it in a way that is fun for you. Some people never want to compete or anything like that, which is fine. Well, and considering like if if there is some risk of injury. No, there's no risk of injury. Yeah, for sure. But like theoretically – somebody going full speed at a tournament type that you know like other than just the fluke knee knee tweaked funny at a bad angle or i fell and i tore my pec like paulie did at the gym like somebody yeah that's what i mean but like somebody really going after it in a tournament is where you might say there's probably more risk of injury sure but if that's the only reason you're not competing then you should go compete but that combined with yeah it doesn't really draw me bro it's not really my passion it's not really why i do this yeah, yeah cool makes sense why why risk the even infinitesimal increase in injury for sure and i'm not making my argument for the record that, okay. that, that's yeah. not me i'm Inj- just i'm injury, just going hypothetical injury shouldn't be a reason i would say like it, if it if it doesn't draw you or like just the anxiety of it like outweighs the fun of it sure yeah. which i think is like a legitimate thing for people yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like some people don't like public speaking 
I'm not going to be like, you should, you should do public speaking. <laughs> like you don't have to. Let right? me tell you about a podcast I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but I just, I think if you do it like long enough to be a black belt, I do think there's a lot of value. And then like you, like if you like start a gym and you're like teaching guys who compete, like you should have that experience. Yeah. It makes a big difference. That seems almost required in my head. Like if, if I hadn't done some kind of lifting competition, but I'm then preparing people for lifting competition, yeah. I mean, okay, I, I see what you're saying, but also, what? Right. <laughs> like, how do you know? Have you experienced this, you know? Exactly. That seems to make a lot of sense, yeah. Can't yeah. prepare people for something you yourself haven't done. Exactly. Um, but I, I acknowledge, too, that, like, my views on jiu-jitsu are, like, a little bit more hardline than, like, a lot of people, I think. Um, which I think is okay. You know, like, I have the way that I think it should be, and I think a lot of people might think it should be like more I don't know like easy and nice for everyone and I don't necessarily always agree with that but it's okay to like have have it you know multiple ways well things have to be accessible to people but at the same time that you can only reduce standards and and practices so much to meet people exactly so you got to be in business you got to have new people coming in you got to have the doors having people walking through, but there's also certain standards that shouldn't drop off. So being hardline on a few things seems really worth it to me. Yeah. And I think like with jujitsu, one of the like best things about it is it's like a, it's like larger, like self-regulated activity, you know, like you, you and your partner like have this like mutual agreement that like we're going to practice or actually train or like actually roll together in a way that like we're both comfortable with essentially. And if, like, one person doesn't do it, it's, like, you have a couple options, right? One is you can be, like, stop. I don't like what you're doing, and I want you to stop doing that. Or two is you just, like, don't train with them. And there's, like, tons of people at the gym who don't train with each other because they don't like to sort of, like, train the way that they're going to train. And so it's, like, in that sense, I feel like it's easy because then it is accessible to everyone because you can, like, find the people that want to roll the way you want to roll. And it's okay to like only roll with people that you're comfortable with so like i'm not offended if you're like oh i'll go train with someone else because i do have something coming up or i am trying to sure sure so i feel like it cuts both ways like in a sense you definitely should like you got have to be accommodating to your partner right you can't like you can't just like mash on someone because you want to mash on them if they don't like that or because you should be in fifth gear because you've got a tournament coming up and that's not their bag necessarily yeah right but at the same to the same extent i feel like it's not fair for them to say like well i want to roll with you and i don't want you to beat me up it's like well <laughs> it's not what i'm here for yeah today. then like Sorry. the person who wants to go hard yeah. is like can say no as well yes yes i had a white belt yesterday two days ago i forget his name i shouldn't say his name anyway but i don't know if i know his name cool um asked me to train it was like the third time he's asked me to train he's like super new and I was like, ah, I'm sorry, I'm not going to train with you until you get some more experience. And it's not that, like, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to train with that person. Um, but, you know, like, I am I have, like, an hour and a half a day to mm-hmm. do jujitsu. Yeah. And, like, yeah. when I'm there, I, like, want to be there. And I want to, like, empty the tank and, like, be exhausted at the end. Yeah. Um, you are technically not the teacher of this class. And I'm not the teacher of like, that class or, yeah. like, almost any class, yeah. right? Like, I'm just a student like everyone else. Right. Uh, so, like, like, sometimes you, like, feel guilty saying, like, no, I'm not going to train with someone. But I feel like saying no, like, in any 
anyway, whether it's like a higher belt saying no or a lower belt saying no, like you should be able to yeah. find what you want. Did that person approach you? Yeah. Yep. Oh, watch out for that guy. Well, I'll say this. Like I mean, just on Huevos alone. Five like, years ago, I would have just whomped on him because I was a much less mature person. And I would have been like, all right, this white belt keeps asking me to roll. And I'm like a brown belt. And You want to roll? Let's roll. Like, all right, we're going to roll then. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, now I'm like, f- fortunately, slightly ma- more mature where I'm like, oh, I'll just say no. I don't need to like feel like I'm somehow teaching someone a lesson by beating them up or something well, in, that, a, in a jujitsu sense. Yeah, and that also just seems strange to me. Maybe I'm like hierarchy-oriented brain or something, but a nav or even now, like if, I mean, if I'm rolling with a purple belt or a brown belt, they, they called it, you know, they threw the finger up, like, I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of like you. You and I rolled one time, or, or like you drilled on me for one round. Um, no, we did. We rolled. <laughs> is that what it was? You weren't moving, but we were. <laughs> it was a roll. Someone was <laughs> rolling around, um, but that was purely like the last two guys standing on the mat, and you called it. I was just going to let it be what it was. Like, but yeah, that might be some old school hierarchy old school. thing in in my brain. You know, I'm the same way. I don't like think it's. I try to like not think that way now because I do think it's a little, it's a little silly. Yeah, um, and like intellectually, I agree, but my instinct would never to be like, "What's up?" You know, for sure. Across the room. I mean, I that's know. the way I came up. I never would like ask a higher yeah. belt unless you like know them and you train a lot, and then it's like obviously. But you want to like sort of defer, um, but I also think like some of that, it's like that stuff's going to continue to go out the window because. You know, it's 2021. Like, yeah. you don't need to be like, oh, they're a brown belt. Like, I should, you know, step aside as they walk past yeah. me or something. Like, yeah. who cares? Yeah. Um, they're all just like regular people right. outside of jujitsu. Right. And so many of you are my age. I'm learning through these conversations. Because uh, frustrating. You thought, like, you thought we were all you older than you. You should all be older than me. You're more <laughs> accomplished. You should be older. What the fuck? <laughs> well, you you were, you know. Wasting all this time picking things Lifting up and putting them back shit. down. The you pick it up, you put it back down. It's right where it was before you picked it up. Yeah, it gives you a chance to do it again. Mm-hmm. It's repetition. Progress for the sake of activity. What? Like, how do you, <laughs> how do you measure what you're... In what? How do I measure what? I guess you just lift more weight over time. Yeah. No, you that's, just, a, a, that's absolutely. More. Yeah. Heavier. Yeah. No, that's there, good. If you, you expand, it, expand it to like other like strength sports beyond like powerlifting, which is just squat, bench, dead for one rep, essentially. Um, you get into strongman type stuff where it's more diverse and more dynamic. You go all the way over to like more the fitness end, like a CrossFit kind yeah. of thing. And then just pure fitness pursuits. There's all kinds of metrics. You know, intensity, volume, density, the whole thing. But Can I say something a bit controversial? Go for it. I love it. But it's not a sport. Which one? Any of them. All of them. Tell me why not. I'm open (laughs) to it. I'm done. There's no, you're not. Well, hold on. Define a sport. Yeah. So like. What's the definition of a sport? It's a good question. But I would say like a sport. I don't even know that I have an answer Yeah, and I don't know if I can necessarily give a good one right now. But I would say like a sport would be in the sense of like. 
you or a group of people are competing against someone else in a mutually shared activity. Um, and so, like, like, as an athletic achievement, I think it exists. But, like, when I do jujitsu against someone, I'm like, I'm going to have a strategy that is specific to them. And they're going to do the same. And I might change it throughout based on what happens. And when you, like, you know, do a sprint or do, like, CrossFit or, like... It's the difference between athletics and sports is what yeah, we're saying. It's like, like, you just... A sport has a game element, a strategy, how you and I are going to interact and respond to one another in athletics, which is like, how they'll refer to track and field. Yeah. yeah but yeah, and even running, though, there is, like, a... You know, like, Prefontaine Definitely. was, like, yep. had a... How would, you draft and all yeah, that. Yeah, yep. there's, like, a strategy and a way to... Um, whereas, like, the... So, if if if... Bill hits a second attempt squat that is five kilos above my second attempt, which means mm-hmm. presumably his third's going to be five kilos above mine. So I go up another two and a half kilos knowing that I can probably edge him out in the bench. And then we'll see what happens on the deadlift. Does that count as strategy between us? Why don't you just lift as much as you can every single time? And maybe I'm missing something, but mm. to me, I'm mm-hmm. like, why wouldn't I just do the best? Why wouldn't I just do the best I can every time? So that actually, it, you listen to the Caitlin episode, right? She started, uh-huh. she's a coach. So she started grilling somebody who coaches yeah. something else. Yeah. Um, and that's fundamentally how I go about it with people. Like, yeah. Cause he, you kind of said, don't he, compete against them. Yeah. Here's against what yourself. we reasonably know yeah. you can get. Right. But depending on how things went in the warm up depending on just how jacked up I'm feeling because we're here now. You know, there's a crowd of people. Or there used how to many five-hour energies did I drink? I mean, <laughs> rock and roll. Like, you know, sometimes the day is just feels different, you know. And if I'm smoking last singles and that – I've had this. I've had people do their first attempt and look at me and go, what are we doing? Let's go. And we've completely revamped the plan. And just so if it. I then I'm going okay so wait a minute this person over here who was above what we thought we were going to be lining up against after the fact now I'm looking at their numbers going well if you're feeling sharp if you're feeling good we got room yeah. to nudge this up there is some of that game to it I will say I think I fundamentally agree with you because I'm fully on the athletic side of thing I played some football because of like peer pressure but Like I was a shot putter, I was a hammer thrower, I've done some Highland games, I've done all me versus an implement that then gets lined up against how the other people did against the implement, you know, Um, with arm wrestling probably being the only exception where that's like closer to jujitsu. Sure. Right. It's me and somebody else manipulating position. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think I fundamentally agree. Like it's less of a gaming sporting element, you know? So if you get to the purest definitions, which Polly handed me one, but I'm having trouble sorting out. (laughs) But like, um, there is, you do dabble enough in that, that maybe having been to one or, or gotten involved in one, you might, you might go, Hmm, it isn't quite NASCAR. It's closer to, you know, here's where I see the difference. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like most of the time, in like an event like that, like the best person's probably going to win because like there's not a lot of like elements other than like what is happening in the day or whatever. But some of that stuff, like how you woke up or whatever is like, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean shit, right? Mm-hmm. Winners are going to win. You know what I mean? Like Michael Jordan did the game six with the flu or whatever. Like winners win. 
Um, but I feel like a sport or like a, like even like a football or a baseball or basketball, like the better team can lose if the other team or person like takes it out of them, you know? Yeah. It goes to the, the will thing. Yeah. And you yeah. can't, or maybe you can, but I feel like it's hard to do in an event like that where you're not, uh, the the individual and the my personal performance element of it is a greater percentage of the outcome yeah. than it would be in certainly team game sport environments. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. A lot of the jujitsu guys that I face are better than me for sure. Like from a pure jujitsu perspective. Mm-hmm. But you just like make it like a dog fight and you can like beat them anyway. Yeah. So you're a bad motherfucker. I'm just like a, I'm just a little dirt ball, just trying to, you know, make it a mess. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Oh, scary Ryan. Nasty Ryan, is that one too? That's one other scary nickname. Scary Ryan and Nasty Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Uh. The second fight to win, Dan Dan and another friend of mine made shirts that said Nasty Ryan. Um, I like that better than Scary it's Ryan. It's way better. Scary Ryan doesn't make any sense. I'm not scary. I'm like... If, you showed up with Rice Krispie treats. That's not yeah, scary. Yeah, I have Rice Krispie treats. I'm like five <laughs> eight and three quarters and 160 pounds. Like, who is scared of yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, correct. And like, oh, they're gonna—he's gonna jujitsu me. Like, if you just step off the mat, I can't jujitsu you. Or if you just be like, I don't want to, I'd be like, oh, uh, okay. I mean, neither don't kind want of to, actually. Fine, <laughs> I guess I don't. I won't make you. Um. But yeah, like you can win. You can just like take it out of someone, right? You can just yes, yeah. outwork them or like put them out of their element or like make them not think about the yeah. sport and make them think about something else. Yeah. My impression, and this might is probably my own personal bias, but like you in like a, a lifting competition, like powerlifting, um, you would get that response out of somebody who's like in your group, your you know age and weight bracket, but that would be their move. That's like their to the. You know, what I mean, their response to their yeah. detriment. You know, it's right. nothing I did. It's I just their... went out there and did my best. And however you responded, it just cool. affected them. Yeah, you know, like I'm not putting my hands on you. They might you give know? up when they see what you just did, and they're like, "Oh, I'm not going to beat this person." Yeah, just like the fuck, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's them versus like me imposing anything on you. That would be definitely a distinction between. Well, maybe you like do it, and then you like look at them, and you're like flex on them, and be like, oh, "What's up now?" Look you at the scoreboard now, grasshopper. Yeah. <laughs> Try to get in their head a little bit. I don't know if that works in that sport. It works in jujitsu, right? You can like get in someone's head super easy. Yeah. Just like any any kind of fighting. That's why there's all that WWE element of it, you know what I mean? Boxing, MMA, any of that, like the person's trying to hurt you. Yeah. So whatever games they've been playing. I think honestly, like uh, just sticking with powerlifting for simplicity, it's that is um, it's an internal head game. Like I'm losing a game to myself when I, yeah, you know, mind fuck it. I'm mind fucking myself, for sure. So you see why you should do a jujitsu tournament? Yes. Well, both of you guys. Brian, anybody ever call you uh, Pottery Barn? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why? <laughs> Oh, it's like the cement butt thing. Somebody, somebody sends me a message and they say, hey, ask so-and-so oh. about being called such-and-such. I can't remember who called me Pottery Barn, but yeah, I mean, people did for sure. There's like an easy, there's like a bunch of, you know, ways to, iterations of my last name that you could do. Let's go. What do you got? Um, 
pasta bomb was a, a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm sort of obsessed with nicknames. I love calling people things other oh, than they're right just on. their name. So like, I like this. I don't yeah. Know. I mean like my, my self given nickname is the possum that I, not, not, it hasn't picked on it picked up yet, but you know why it hasn't picked up? No. Cause you picked it. Yeah, but not people don't know that. You know, you, they you get do it started. You get it started, <laughs> and all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, the possum," and it just kind of goes. Yeah, they, it, nicknames have to be given to you by somebody else, and it ha- can't be fully complimentary. It's got to be at least like half. There is no way that being called a possum is a compliment. Have you seen a possum? <laughs> He's eating trash. Yeah, and... they're like grosser than raccoons. <laughs> so the idea was when I was like doing. You know, I was like doing kickboxing. I was like, oh, I actually wanted to do an MMA fight. Got to have a what, moniker. What would my nickname be? Yeah. And the thought was I'd be the possum. And then they'd hit me and I'd pretend to be knocked out. And then I'd be like, just kidding. I wasn't knocked out. I possumed you. Um, this I never is for had a the chance. WWF. Though, I never had a it. chance to try it. Yeah, yeah. Because then, then, then they hit you and they knock you out. Well, no, and they think they knock me the, out. No, but like some bitches can kick though. Yeah, I mean, I, I it probably it, it might not work. It might work. There's oh, only I don't know. you yeah. never know. <laughs> we will never know. Um, other nicknames, I don't know. Well, I mean, most people call me by my last name. Potterbaum. Yeah, so that for sure. You ever had uh, any bad notable injuries to speak of? <laughs> I don't know why I love that question, but it usually yeah, leads to question. something. Not really. No. No, I'm pretty lucky That's in good. that sense. Yeah. Um, I'm also not like a big go to the doctor person, you know, like someone would be like, Oh, like I'm hurt. Like, should I go to the doctor? And like, yeah, in my opinion, the doctor would be like, yes, let's operate. Like we should operate because that's their job and that's how they make money. Not to say that they don't sure, sure. also yeah. do things when you need it, but Speaking I do think, in generalities. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. like 200 years ago, no one had any surgeries. They also died from tooth infections and stuff. But I I mean, I take your point nonetheless. Yeah. Sure. But like, you know, you like hurt your knee or your ankle and yeah, you're just, just like, you're okay. Going, you bro. just keep going. Um, so yeah, not really. I tore my LCL once when I was like a blue belt. Um, you got four others, four or five others down there. So you'd be good, right? I did not get it. I mean, I didn't do anything. I just let it heal. So it wasn't a full tear though. It, it was like this yeah. dude was doing an electric chair. I was at a tournament in Madison. This guy was doing an electric chair, which... At the time, I had no idea what it was. I was mm-hmm. just like, what is this guy doing? He's like stretching my legs out, and I'm just like surfing on top of him. Can you describe an electric chair? <laughs> <laughs> I say that because I kind of know what it is, yeah, and it's going to be fun like, to watch you try to describe it. You know, he's got it, like a also... lockdown on one of my legs, yep. and then he's got like my other leg like shelved, I guess, like on his shoulder. So it's like really like stretching your groin, you know? Um, which I feel like that's probably like where the submission would happen. I should also say this was like a intermediate level tournament. Like he was not supposed to be doing this move, but you know, it's like, you're just like doing these small tournaments and the ref, the ref is just like a purple belt from a gym who like happens to be the ref. Probably doesn't even know that that's beyond the, he's probably not watching because he's refed 35 matches before this and he's so bored and he's just like thinking about like what he's going to eat for lunch while it's happening like it's you know that makes sense to me um but yeah and then all of a sudden my knee just like celery crunched and like he like let go right away and like i just like didn't do anything we like all three of us heard it and like stopped (laughs) and then i was like oh my god that actually really hurts and then and then it was yeah i was like swollen for weeks that was actually probably why I started doing kickboxing because I couldn't do jujitsu because I couldn't 
close like my heel to my butt for several months. Yeah. But I could like stand up and like sure. bounce around. Throw some punches and stuff. Yeah. But I never went to the, I mean, I did go to the doctor and they were like, yeah, I mean, we could do an MRI and like we could maybe fix it or maybe you could just wait. Like you decide. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, oh, there is wait. that element of you show up and you're like, I hurt this. And they and they like move it around and do stuff. And they're like, yeah, that this, this hurts, huh? Yeah, and you're like, hurt. yep. Anyway, that's $30 and we'll send you a letter. Like, oh. Yeah. Great. So, yeah, that's pretty much the most injured I've ever been. And I never got it fixed. Maybe it fixed itself. I don't know. Does it? Yeah, those things will heal. I mean, it depends on, on, well, not grow back, but like it'll heal slash compensate. <laughs> right? Probably. It doesn't show up on an MRI. Oh, it will. Yeah, but I'm not going to do that. Why would I get an MRI? Like, you know. Yeah. If I, I always think of it as like, I remember I had a bursitis on my elbow before I was doing jujitsu and I would just like lift weights and stuff. And I like went in cause it was huge. And I was like, ah, every time I do pull-ups, it like swells up. And, and this like, doctor looked at me and was like, you moron. He's like, just stop doing pull-ups. It'll <laughs> go away. And I was like, Oh, he's like, yeah, it's that easy. I'm like, Hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm never coming back here for anything. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Although, you know, yeah. So I think, no, I don't really, I haven't been hurt very much. I don't mean this. I mean, I've learned to frame this question, this thought. I'm already offended. Good. Um, but I don't mean this in like a braggadocious bravado sense, but you ever injured anybody else? <clears throat> oh, um, not really. Good. You know, I mean, yeah, like you, you, people call me Scary Ryan, but like, let's just say, you know, Andy, the cop, just got his nose broken. That wasn't me. He did? Officer yeah. Andy busted a nose. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been there for right. various reasons. Yep. Um. Yeah, I won't say who did it, but uh, his name also starts with Ryan, um, and ends with not pot a bomb. Yeah, people get hurt all the time. No, I haven't really hurt people. I'm more of like a it will hurt, but I'm not gonna actually injure someone. Like I've never given someone stitches, or like uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Even some of that incidental stuff. You're controlled enough. I dig that. But I will make, make, it will hurt, you know. I'll give you like some ghee burn maybe. Yeah, see there, a little ghee burn. Yeah, not here or here so much. Yeah. But right here. Yeah, that's like the greatest pleasure in jiu-jitsu is to like feel someone like wilt under the most uncomfortable position. You know? Elaborate on that. Tell me what you mean. Like, you know, they're like fighting you. And then eventually you can like feel them be like, I'm stopping fighting this because I can't stop this from happening to me and I just want it to end. And there's like no greater feeling <laughs> in jujitsu than when you do that. Um, so I, I haven't, it's submi- like better than a submission. I haven't submitted you, but you've just given up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You just get them to be like, I'm done. I've given up. They're just like, fine, do what you will to me. <laughs> and that's. Well, you just get to the submission so we can restart one of those. Yep, exactly. That's like rolling with Hanan is like, uh, <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know Hanan, he's one of Ishmael's friends and he's a, he's like your size, but a black belt. He's a big belt. old boy, man. Yeah. He well, would, he's, he, isn't he a black belt in judo too? Yes. Oh. Yes. And, and he's like a very, very, very good black belt, but he'll like put, he would like put me in mount and I would be so claustrophobic that I was like, Please, please, please submit me. Yeah. I don't want to be here anymore. Get, get an arm bar. I'm, I'm like embarrassed to just tap from you being on top of me because you're not even like trying to do anything to me. 
but this is like terrible. The pressure and the coverage. Yeah. And just that helpless feeling. Like yeah. you like can't do anything. Yeah. I think the last time he was up here and like Ishmael had him, he wasn't teaching class, but he was like around. Yeah. And I think it was deliberately Ishmael had a group, half the class over here, half the class over there. And it was the, you start standing and the first person to get taken down or thrown. Like you, you basically, it's last man standing. Oh, so if you win, like you stay up. Mat, you yeah, keep going. Then, yeah, and then the line just works yeah, yeah. towards you. And Hanan was like in class. <laughs> so it was like this takedown clinic oh for, my gosh. for 20 minutes for one of the groups. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> And and you could you even if you didn't know like even if he didn't have his belt on and he didn't know he was doing judo you could tell by his posture and everybody else's posture just as they were walking up <laughs> like it was done before he it started com- every single round right just like he yeah. was like sure yep grab my collar you know <laughs> it's just terrifying to watch yeah takedowns are scary takedowns are how you get hurt that's what's great about jujitsu is you just start on the ground yeah. You don't have the earth coming up to hit you. Right. That's the crazy thing about judo is they'll rep stuff. Same way jiu-jitsu will rep stuff, but there's impact over and over and over. Yeah, I mean, I think they really learn how to fall and how to be like a good training partner. Yeah. You know, and like really know. Also crash mats go a long way, right? Oof. Yeah, there's some great judo athletes. There's a guy who... uh, runs owns alliance st croix brian olson who's a four-time judo olympian um and i think he's like two-time medalist i know i know he took bronze once at the olympics and he's like the nicest guy ever but he is an absolute monster yeah and just like teach you how to fly real quick oh and just like a incredible i mean just the athleticism of being an olympic athlete yeah oh that's what it means to be an olympic athlete like he is a freak uh, and the nicest guy ever, like the most gentle giant you've ever met. But who's uh, Alliance Saint Croix? Uh, yep. Yeah. So he's. Let me scribble him on the list here. Right. <laughs> yeah, you should get him on. He'd be yeah, great. Man. He lived in Colorado Springs for a long time when he was doing Olympic stuff, and then he moved here and he worked at any time uh, with my brother-in-law, and so he actually came to Spartan a few times and we trained, and he's he he's been to M theory a couple times as well. Mm. Um, but he lives sort of out, you know, out west, east, east suburbs, yeah, St. Croix area. I don't know where he lives. I think he might even live in Wisconsin, but sure. But so he opened his own gym recently. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, which I think is good. I mean, I know a few guys from Spartan are there. Chris Stockel, who's like the guy I trained with the most coming up white to black belt trains there now. Um, so I assume it's like a great place. Just having those guys. I mean, just having an Olympian as your coach is like, how many people can say that? Well, but then who actually is drawn to a place is just as good, if not better, an indicator. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like M-Theory, you know, I I started training there and it was like, wow, this must be a great place. That's a joke. I'm joking about that. I started training there because it was a great place. (laughs) Cause like, oh, I should try to keep getting better at jujitsu. This is the best place to train. Yeah, I just wanted to let that fall flat, nice and nice and quiet there. Is all. 
Yeah, no, that's the that's how. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what were you gonna? What else would you have said? Hmm? What else would you have said? No, I, I'm saying. <laughs> I said I knew you were joking, and <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to let it fall flat. <laughs> You're gonna edit it out anyway. It'll probably sound terrible the way you edit it. Mm-mm. Um, Mm-mm. Put that right at the front. Yeah, exactly. No, I came there because I was like, I want to get to the next level, and that was the place to be. So that's how you have. You know, you have a good place when it starts drawing people in. Yeah, yeah. Who's your best role there? Or favorite, whichever you're more comfortable uh, myself, with. Myself, probably. <laughs> I just drill. <laughs> we uh, need mirrors. Do we have mirrors? Who's uh, my favorite? Fa- favorite or, or like best? Like, who do you like rolling with? I mean, I know, I know who I see you rolling with. Yeah. I don't know who I like rolling with. I mean, I love like, who, like, who's all, yeah, I mean, you obviously like them all. Okay, we're all friends. I got it. But who's like always a fun round? Hmm. I get tired watching you and Kevin. I think I even referenced that when I chatted with him. You guys just seem to both agree yeah, on a higher Kevin. gear. Yeah, no, fuck, fuck Kevin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like him and Ethan and Marcus and uh, Kyle obviously are all like super tough in different ways. So they're all like super fun. But I don't think you need to like go with like someone who mm-hmm. is like at your level even mm-hmm. to make it like a super fun role. You know, like there's a lot of like. Like, yeah, like I really like rolling with Aaron Cheney. Sure. Kyle's brother. Yeah. And I'm I'm outgunned for sure. But it just seems every time it seems like there's things to reflect on and I, I enjoyed it and I took a lot from it every time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, so like I don't know. Like I like Lucas. I like training with a lot because he's like super active and like I like Connor. Like I really like rolling with some of those like bigger purple belts where, you know, they're like physical enough to like really – put me in positions yeah. that are going to make me work a lot. Yes. Um, but you know, they're still like kind of figuring some stuff out so I can like kind of get away with some, and it, that makes it fun. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. I can like try to make up for the difference some other ways. And they are still like have the horsepower to make it like a super fun round. So like, like those are guys where like I'll finish the round and be like, that's like my heart is exploding out of my chest, which is, that's like the most fun to me is to like completely empty the tank. Yeah, like after warm-ups. I don't warm up. I'm kidding. It's I, fa- I don't warm up. <laughs> I know you don't. That was a fat guy joke. Anyway. <laughs> Do you remember running classes shortly before shutdown? You, yeah. You ran a couple and, and you had everybody do all those animal drills. Yeah, yeah. Which is fun because I used to do a lot of that stuff over the years, just football and whatever. Yeah. But it's been a minute. And then there's a lot of people that have never seen or heard of any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, that, that's mm-hmm. the kind of thing is one of my favorite like awkward humanity moments where you see these grown ass men trying to do cartwheels yeah you know and they just can't just can't figure it i love asking people to do that yeah for two reasons yes. one is like that kind of like coordination is something that like if you're gonna get like good at jiu-jitsu you should like be able to do a cartwheel you don't have to do like a good cartwheel but like manipulate your body in space the ability to use all of those muscles at the same time yeah. and have balance yeah. and like think about what you're doing it's like those are like skills that will translate into jujitsu um but also then to like get jujitsu is funny for essentials because you have like adults and adults are uh adults have like a ton of like pride and like preconceived notions about themselves and so they're a lot harder to get them to like do something they don't want to do than like kids you know like if you watch like the kids class and you're like do a cartwheel like, they wouldn't even think twice. They just, like, try cartwheels and, like, fall or, or do them. Who knows? But, like, I'll be like, do cartwheels. And people are like, 
They just look around. Silence. Start looking around like, what did he say? And I'll be like, I'm do a cartwheel. <laughs> like, everyone has to try one cartwheel. Uh, and it's like, it's good to like put people out of their comfort zone a little bit, yeah. I think. Because jujitsu in general puts you out of your comfort zone. And if you're not doing that, you're not, I feel like you're not quite doing it right. Like, you should, you know, t- you challenge yourself a little bit. You don't have to like kill yourself. But Yeah, if you're not willing to try and fail a cartwheel, like going for a De La Hiva in right. like a live round, you're going to be screwed. Exactly. You know, like get in the mindset of like, this is going to look ridiculous and feel ridiculous and I'm not going to get it. And no one cares if you try yeah. a cartwheel and it sucks. No one's going to laugh cartwheel. at you. Yeah. Like no one's like, wow, like Matt's cartwheel was trash last Saturday. Do you guys remember that? I've been thinking about it all weekend. The worst cartwheel. No one cares about what your cartwheel looked like. No one even is thinking about it. They're only thinking yeah. about like their yeah. cartwheel. So it's good to get people to like go for it. Do you remember how surprisingly good my cartwheels were? I don't. Okay. Super good. And I, I only say that because I was really surprised. Were they good? Yeah. Is Completely it? inverted, like, you know, full, what do you call it, starfish kind of, you know what I'm saying? For people that are listening, I'm trying to, it's hard to project my face versus how I feel <laughs> about what he's saying because I don't believe him. Dude. No, and I, I, I'm not even saying it from a bragging standpoint. I'm saying like I, I did one. I was like, holy shit, that felt pretty good. And people were like, yeah, man, that was it wasn't too bad. I was like, really? Hmm. Car wheels? I'm like 300 pounds. What? So you're welcome. Is what? Yeah, man. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks course. for helping me break that glass. A couple of weeks ago, I taught on Saturday, <laughs> and we did the cartwheels, and I said, front handspring. Oh, God. And no one would do it. They were right, bro. And I said, if you do a front handspring, <laughs> I'll give you a stripe. And then this guy, who is like almost your size, not quite, but he's probably like 230, did six front handsprings in a row. <laughs> Why didn't you do it when I said it in the first place? Motivated by stripes? Did you give him a stripe? No, I can't no, give I anyone a stripe. I don't have that I kind of authority. Uh, but yeah, it was just interesting because it's like, yeah, you don't want to like do it in front of the class necessarily, which I get, but it's also like, oh, come on, we all well, know each other. Let's have some fun. Yeah, that sentence right there, the whole podcast. We all know each other. Let's have yeah, some like, fun. Whatever. No one cares if, yeah. you, if you do something stupid. But also... I, can I even picture a front handspring? Yeah, so you start... That might have been part of it. Like, do people even know? They know. Oh, I well, don't. You know. D- describe a front handspring. You describe a front handspring. Is it, it's like the, is it you throw a twist on a cartwheel? Is that what it is? A front well, handspring is you start on your front. feet and okay, you go I got on that. Your, and then you go forward onto your hands and then you go back onto your feet. Like a cartwheel. <laughs> it's a cartwheel, bro. <laughs> like, uh, for flip? anyone that didn't hear, like a fucking flip is what yeah, Polly said. Polly, like a fucking flip, <laughs> yeah, bro? Yeah, like a flip, but you bounce off your hands. It's a front handspring. You, you spring got, you off got, your hands. Oh, there's two torn pecs in the room right now, or previously torn pecs. Well, you also so said you can do like a perfect cartwheel. So I didn't say perfect. must be pretty good. I, I have it on record. I did not say perfect. <laughs> I was just surprised at actually how pretty good it turned out to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, front handspring is like you... Uh, yeah. So like I used to get why do i say used to i did it this summer several times get drunk and just like be like i can do a front handspring i can't really do a front hand. <laughs> i can do like one out of 19 i'll yeah. like land it uh, i'll keep trying is yeah what I'm saying. and yeah. i would just like do it in the basement or like do it in the yard and just like keep trying and like not really do it. and then wake up and be like god why do my shoulders hurt so bad <laughs> yeah. and like my back is sore like what is that like oh i was doing front handsprings for an hour um, but you know, you just gotta try it. You just gotta go. For I agree it. with that. Yeah. 
Hold on. Hey, Polly just said, have you ever gotten drunk and choked out Dan Manasak? Because uh, you I, guys are friends outside of jiu I don't think I've ever choked Dan out while we're drunk. We've definitely fought while we're drunk. Not like fight, fight, but kind of fight, fight. Um, I'm trying to think. We went to Pittsburgh once. Um, our friend Adam lived there. Dan actually lived in Pittsburgh for a while. And we like drank all day. And then we went to this place called Primanthe Brothers, which is like this famous sandwich place in Pittsburgh where they put like fries in your sandwich. And it was sucked. I was, we were all underwhelmed. I was like, this isn't that good. Um, and so I think we were mad about the sandwiches. And then we were like fighting in the street. Uh, I don't know how it started. You know, I think we've like roughhoused a lot. Just like having fun. Um, but I may have, I think I choked him then maybe. Yeah. He tapped probably. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever. Oh, holy shit. No, I have <laughs> choked him out. Okay. Thank you for sticking yeah, with that. We knew, Polly. We knew it was Okay, let me tell the story of choking Dan unconscious on New Year's Eve. Um, so, yeah, this was pro- I was probably a blue belt, maybe a white belt. We were at our friend Adam's house. It was New Year's Eve. We were like probably like 25. We were like partying super hard. Um, and Dan was like wrestling me a bunch. He was like wrestling me like in the middle of the party and like wrestling me in the hallway. I'm like, stop, stop, stop. And then we were like wrestling in his room in Adam's room for some reason. Um, and he was on top of me and he had like a, like a, like a Pendleton type shirt, you know, like a collared button down shirt. And I did a cross collar choke. Um, and I've never done it one in real life, but I, you know, I was doing the cross collar choke and he was like wrestling me and like trying to like, you know, I don't know, hit me or something. Not like really trying, but like kind of trying. And then all of a sudden he was like, you know, breathing, like, like that unconscious breathing, and then I was like, oh, my God, are you? And I was drunk, so I wasn't really thinking like I'm not, I didn't think I was even choking him. I was just like doing it. Um, but he was unconscious. And so I like squirmed out from underneath him. <laughs> and like, he probably laid there for like 10 seconds and then like, you know, popped up. He's like, oh, what happened? What happened? I'm like, oh, I think you went unconscious. He's like, oh, my God. And then he sits up and he had peed his pants because we were wasted Mm -hmm. and like full of beer and he was choked unconscious so he peed his pants on our friend adam's bed in the middle of this party there's like 30 people out having a new year's party and we were in his room no one's in there it's just us we're like oh fuck how do we how do we tell him about this like trying to figure it out dan changes into like adam's like basketball shorts (laughs) it's like you know it's the middle of winter like no one's wearing shorts anywhere (laughs) And we like walk out and Adam like sees us and he's like, why is Dan wearing my basketball shorts? I'm like, hey, can we talk to you for a second? Can we like come in here? And we brought him in his room and we explained the situation and he wasn't happy about it. But um, yeah, that's the story of me choking Dan out. And it, he didn't, you know what? Dan didn't do jujitsu for like eight more years after that. So he didn't even learn his lesson, which is, that's the worst part about it. <laughs> oh, brother. And I don't know what happened to that mattress. I maybe Adam kept it. I don't know. That was like a high and a low light. You know, like you it's like funny, but also mm-hmm. like hmm. mm. <laughs> I wish I hadn't done that. Yeah, yeah. I wish we hadn't done that. Yeah. But at least he didn't like make you pay for a new mattress. That shit's expensive. No. I, I will say that like for all of our friends who were involved, everyone agreed that Dan was in the wrong there. 
was the, he was being rowdy. Yeah. He was trying to bully me. Put on your indoor voice, Dan. I was just trying to protect myself. Yes. Yep. Gently, with the gentle art. You know, you don't know it works till it works. So I got to be honest, the, the handful of I choke somebody out, either like sort of in training sometimes, the right cues aren't there and things come off quick and the whole deal, all of them are like white belt, blue belt level. Definitely the most dangerous. Wait, say that again? All of the stories are people when they were white belts and blue belts. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, like now I would like know if I was choking someone. Yeah. Well... It's possible that if I drank as much as I did yeah. that night, I still wouldn't <laughs> know like what an the, X factor there, right? What story. the limit was, but um, yeah, I think I would hope I would know now. Well, now I know more moves. I would be like wrist lock, boom, yeah. wrist lock. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Good luck cooking on Monday, Dan, yeah. with your <laughs> wrist all messed up. <laughs> Dan's a chef. For anyone that doesn't know, so where at? Um, He's cooking at Petit Leon. I think Leon, he works right? at a plate. I think he works at the Perkins on Highway 100 and oh. in in Edina. Sure. Yeah. The big flag, right? Uh, yep. Yep. Good you know that Perkins. place is getting uh, demolished. Yeah. Yeah, they're replacing. It's like the it. last one, isn't it? It is I like mean, the last one. Yeah. They're replacing it with apartments. Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it? Oh. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Keep it there very real. Yeah. Chicken tender melt. That's my that's my order. It's fucking gross. Ugh. Chicken tender melts gross? No, Perkins in general. Oh my gosh, you're wrong. Okay. Yeah, Perkins is the place Shit, when you were like a high schooler and you had nowhere to go. Trust uh, me, bro. You go to Perkins. Cottage Grove, right off East Point Douglas. Yeah. Where you at? You could I drink know, coffee at like 2 in the morning and go to bed mm, an hour later somehow because you're a kid. Yeah, I don't know nothing about that. But. You don't drink coffee? I do now, but I never did then. Oh, I, sure. I wouldn't have stayed up late. I still don't stay up late. Hmm. I'm getting better at it, this whole year worth of unemployment stuff. But You're getting better at staying up late? Yeah. I guess that's a silver lining. So, is it? I don't <laughs> is know. Is it better? I don't know. It feels like a bad habit to me. But. Uh, Yeah, I agree. I agree. Man, I totally forgot that I choked Dan out and he peed his pants. What a, what a world we live in. What's really good is uh, probably the majority of people that will ever listen to this know who you're talking about yeah so that's good this is good that was good thank you for telling mm-hmm. that story yep okay so i'll just tell some more of me and dan stories because yeah. i feel like it dan omano outside of the context you might be like what the fuck's wrong with those guys but we have a we have a storied history mm-hmm. been friends for a long time yeah it's good my favorite is when we were in high school together we were in a chemistry class and we were doing like a chemistry experiment where you like test the ph of like shampoos and conditioners I don't know if you ever did that in high school, but that was something we did. You know, and it's like with like these big sinks and you like yeah. wear goggles so you don't like burn right. your eyes and stuff. Right. Sounds like something I should have paid attention. Yeah. yeah. And the teacher left the room. Oh, boy. And I started shampooing Dan's hair. <laughs> and we were just like goofing off, like shampooing his hair and like thinking we we're so funny. And the teacher came in the room and was like, what's going on? And like as soon as the teacher came in, he grabbed both of my wrists and like held them to his head and was like, let go of me. Let go of me. <laughs> uh, which was terrifying. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get expelled for this. Um, for shampoo and hair? You can't just shampoo someone's hair in chemistry lab. 
But I mean, they're gonna expel you for that. I mean, well, when someone's like screaming, "Please let go of oh, me!" Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You were framed by Dan. Yeah, Madison, exactly. What it was, yeah. Um, but the funny thing is, I didn't get in trouble, and he got kicked out of that class. So I don't really know what was going on there. Um, but yeah, so we've. Yeah, it's not just some rando. No, we've had a yeah. lot of inter a lot of interactions like that. You said you went to law school. Yeah. You're a lawyer. Yes. What kind, what do you do? What 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 kind of law? I'm not I'm not a practicing lawyer anymore. Sure, but you work in and around it? Yeah, I just, I do sales to law firms. Oh yeah, here's a good segue. So, I do sales. Segway. That's what that scooter's called you were talking about earlier, right? Anyway. No, Segway's got the handle. That's the handle one? Oh. He's his is the no handle. Oh. It sounds like a lawsuit is what that sounds like. <laughs> Go. Go. Um, yeah, so I I work for Thomson Reuters, which does like sales to like law firms, mm-hmm. um, because being a lawyer is not super fun. No offense to the people listening that are lawyers, probably just Tom. They know. Uh, yeah, they know. What are you talking about? They know. I'd rather just sell lawyers stuff. Uh, but I'm actually moving to Chicago in a couple months for this oh, for a new job I took because cool. I work with all the downtown Chicago law firms now. Same kind of deal, like selling supplies or, or whatever? Yeah. yeah. It, it's not supplies. No, but sorry, yeah, yeah. It's like a software, essentially. Sure. Sweet. Yep. In a couple months, you said? Yep. Like in the summer? Or what's a couple of months? Mean? I have to be there by June. Normally, I'd have to be there like now, but because of COVID, there's like no yeah. in-person meetings anyway. Yeah. Probably like April or May, though. Cool. I haven't told very many people at the gym because I don't like to talk about myself. Yeah. But I guess I'll say it here, and no one, please, no one ask me about it. Don't ask me. I won't talk about it with you. <laughs> let's just train. Yeah, let's just train. Yeah. And when I'm gone, I'm gone. I won't say goodbye. I'll just be gone, and mm-hmm. you'll but forget You'll forget that you ever even knew me. It'll be fine. Except for this podcast. We'll except have, for this We'll have this podcast, podcast to remember yeah, you by. Exactly. So anyway, yeah, yep. So You should have been like, I'm pregnant too <laughs> and i'm having a baby yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yep yep still with my same company wicked sweet you know where you're gonna train out there no no I probably into will, it? i'll probably quit if yeah. I'm being i'll probably stop doing i was gonna recommend it yeah yeah i could do a different sport yeah i like you could racquetball. do powerlifting but that's no, like we no, said it's no, not no, a sport no 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 Racquetball? Yeah, racquetball. Dude, you ever played you, racquetball? You'll get way more injuries playing racquetball than you would jujitsu. I wear my goggles. Wear it has nothing to do with eyes, man. It's a small room. There's two bodies moving fast. I've played racquetball. I, I appreciate that. So you know. Well, what? Like I'm going to take a ball to the neck? Well, not during the. That's later. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no, racquetball. Hold on. You haven't looked into where you're going to train out there? Well, I don't know where I'm going to live yet. So. Oh, sure. That's, wow, all that stuff is still out there, and you're two months out, huh? I mean, I, I'll move when I move, but yeah, it's yeah. all out there. Oh. Well, what am I? I'm gonna like pick a place and be like, "Hey, can I live here in four months?" They're like, "No, fuck you!" <laughs> like, tell us when you're ready to move somewhere. I would totally be that guy. I'd be all over places. Like, we got places opening up in a few months. Yeah, I don't know. That, How does that? Like, if it's, I don't think it officially works. That way, yeah, <laughs> but, but the, like the low level neuroticism, I'd, I would have it all scoped out by now but that's just me yeah i mean i've looked but it's like oh if it's for rent now it's not gonna be for rent in april uh rent for first year probably um and then we'll see 
I mean, for all I know, I'll like suck and get fired after a year and come back. Yeah. Oh, there you go. All right. Paulie always knows a guy. God damn it, Paulie. Uh, yeah, yeah, he owns a property. Uh, I bet it would. There stuff would be open in April. That's when everybody moves. It's That's the, the other thought. It's like it's wait till the spring. Everybody moves in the right. spring. Yeah, yeah. So we'll look then. And That's like the highest availability of rental spaces. That's my thought. Well, that's cool. I assume you're excited about it. It's not like something you're falling into and whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm like as excited as I get about anything. Sure. So I'm kind of one of those too. Moderately excited. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It should be good. I don't really know. Yeah, it's hard lived, to know until you do it. You haven't lived in Chicago before. No. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Never know. Right. Yeah, and I'll I'll do a keto or something out there, and I'll find a new passion. That's cool. Yeah. Are you semi-serious about that? You might doing a keto? Cha- cha- no, no, just anything. Change in direction, doing no. anything else? No, no, that's okay. that's insane. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll do jujitsu somewhere. Yeah, and maybe it'll be good. Maybe it won't. But I mean, I'm sure there's like really good gyms. I would assume. But maybe not. Who that's knows? just how that works, right? The metropolitan areas, the bigger that gets, the more options you have, at least, right? Yeah, I mean, there'll be more gyms. Yeah, could just be a lot of not great gyms. But I'm really excited to be, like, the new person at a gym. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. Because, like, every, when you, like, have you ever, like, gone and trained at a different gym? That's no. not even hardly a valid question. I've been around long enough, but I know what you're saying. You've been around long enough. I mean, I've, like, gone to MTT, but I did that, like, no, that the, the second I was eligible to do it. No, yeah, that's no. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I have not hopped gyms too yeah. much. So, like, if you go train at, like, a different gym, it is a very different experience. Yeah. Because... Every single person is going to give you like a hard round. Because they have no idea. They or don't know you. They're trying to sell their own individual brand. Like no, because they just like you know they don't know you, and that like like going back to the beginning, like you have this like mutual agreement of like you kind of know how hard you're going to roll with people that you know, mm-hmm. and you're like you're kind of like agree to that, and then it's like a new person, and it's like oh, there's like some new colored belt at this gym. Like I'm not going to let this purple belt beat me. I'm a purple belt here and I'm good. And this is my gym. Mm-hmm. So you get like a ton of hard rounds. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I'm sure I'll get like We had a couple import black belts uh, last year, like Greg and Cam. Yeah. Same kind of thing. Like they moved in from out of town somewhere, right? So it's, no. No? No, no. Cam. He been around? Cam's from Spartan. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've known Cam forever. I thought they were both like imports from elsewhere. No, Cam's just. Cam just goes through a lot of, well, Cam moved now, but yeah, he just bounces you know, around he bounces a lot. Around. Yeah. yeah. No, Cam was a fighter and trained at Spartan. Oh, I didn't know We used that. to train That's together cool. a ton. I definitely got to get him on then. He lives in Florida. Bring it. Let's go. Next time you're <laughs> up here, bro. I'll go down yeah. there. Greg moved here for sure. Yeah. So he yeah, was like, like New Jersey or something. Yeah. Jersey. Right? Yeah. Jersey Greg. That's what we is call him. Is that what it is? Jersey Greg. That's what I call <laughs> him to now. myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. One one of the mo- <laughs> one of the times uh, Polly over there was most um, hearable. What's the word for that? Audible. Audible on the podcast was me was me accusing him of being from New Jersey. Quote oh unquote. yeah, yeah. And you could hear him in the background, like I'm not from New Jersey. You know, you're so, not from New Jersey. Oh, so yeah, you are. So from he New is Jersey? from New Jersey. <laughs> Yeah, you're not proud of stolen. Being, you're not hell? proud of Jersey. Oh, you are proud of Jersey. This is America's trash can, isn't it? 
I, based on the long sleeve tee and the the knit cap and the necklace and the long curly hair and the tattoos, you're from New Jersey, bro. Go with it. Are you more of a Ronnie, um, a Polly, or a situation? You're more of a Polly. He's a Polly, dude. His name's Polly. Okay. He, I mean, he's probably my favorite Jersey Shore character. I never watched it, bro. You should watch it. Like, is it even better after the fact kind of thing? It is. Should incredible I? television <laughs> i don't even know how else to describe it it is incredible television the whole thing just didn't seem appealing to me at the time but it's should i watch it all and then bring in greg Schwaley? is that his name Schwaley? <laughs> yeah so, i mean i don't like, know jersey greg how much he in. identifies with that but it just jersey seems like it would style, add but, yeah. um <laughs> yeah jersey shore is amazing it's um, it is. I'm starting to question your thoughts on Frasier. Incredible. And, well, it's reality uh, <laughs> TV, so you watch it for a different it's reason. Different, different department. Got gotcha. you. It's the best reality TV there ever has been. Better Either. than like Puck, like season one of the Real World, oh, yes. like finger in the PB and all that. Yeah. Get out of here, Polly. That's such a Jersey wow. thing to say. Puck wasn't, Puck season, wasn't one. season one for anyone that's listening. It's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, because like people on the Real World were like still like try to be like proud of themselves and like i'm an intellectual <laughs> i'm like a very smart 19 year old and like the jersey shore people were not like that at all they're like i fucking take steroids and i work out and i get wasted and i go to the tanning salon gym tan laundry and that's all they did GTL, baby. Yeah. and there's like a purity to that where i'm like man you guys are you know what you are you make no apologies yeah. for it and they're just and they were hilarious it's like honey boo boo yeah they're either thespians putting on a great show or they are who they are right yeah i mean it's reality tv like you watch it for a certain reason you know it's the same reason i love 90 day fiance is that the show with that little squatty buddy guy with no neck yeah yeah he's name? on there I don't know I've, I've used is. him in memes but i have no idea he's good there's better <laughs> there's better people on 90 day fiance than him i like how your posture looks like him now that, that came, he were like shoulders tucked up when you brought it up <laughs> <laughs> that's funny <laughs> Yeah, 980 Fiance, I highly is, recommend Is that, so, is that exactly what I would think it is based on the title? Not quite. So, like, I have, okay, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, so the idea, I think, is they, like, move to the U.S. and you have 90 days to get in, to get married or you have to, like, go back. Oh, this is just, but that is, that is such a terrible idea. Even better than that is 90 Day Fiance uh, before the 90 days because it's when the American person goes to wherever the other person is and, like, hangs out with them. Because they don't just like meet as strangers and try to get married in 90 days. They're like internet pen pals or whatever. Uh. Um, it is. It's just, it's amazing. You just have to watch it. It's so hard to describe how good it is. Oh, man. I like to stick with real stuff. Like, you remember the Mick Foley, Undertaker, Hell in the what Cell is match? More That's more real, real than 90 Day Fiance. That's, I don't. Honestly, now that you've described it, Literally, what is more real than that? There's nothing <laughs> like <laughs> that. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, it's it's this. Uh, this guy goes to Brazil to meet this woman, and he. <laughs> this, takes, is, this is on topic because it's Brazil. Go, yeah, that's what ahead. I'm saying. I'm tying yeah. it in jujitsu. Yep, yep. jujitsu. He, he takes some of his mom's hair with him because he has a great relationship with his mom. I figure. <laughs> and he like goes to Brazil, and he has like a. <laughs> he wants to go in the river with him, and he's like afraid of the water in brazil he's right justifiably so like yeah my right. what's in there i got salmonella when i was in mexico it was horrible well not like, even that like what's in the rivers here 
let alone the rivers in South America. Well, you can go in it though. You you shouldn't drink it. I'm not. I'm talking about, you know, other creatures. <laughs> okay, yeah, so to that end, about. he wore a condom and then he bought like a no, penis, penis fish. sheath. You don't want that penis to fish. prevent the penis. Yeah, fish. yeah. And he was wearing waders. Uh, uh. I mean, how many penis fish are out there? Any penis in the water gets the fish goes up there like the, it can't be that common they're just waiting is it is that even a south america thing i yeah. mean i agree all it does yeah. take is one what is, yeah i think that's a south america thing. yeah it is amazon and all that yeah. yeah yeah i it seems like i mean you would approach a penis fish the way you would like gonorrhea or chlamydia like i'm gonna go ahead gets and, it once or I'm, what I'm, do we <laughs> This is part of being from Jersey. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The, you know, like, I'm going to go ahead and avoid that entirely. And if there's ever even the slightest risk, yeah, I'm with him. Penis shield, condom, waders. Well, what's the penis fish going to do? It's going to swim up your wiener and yeah, what? Full stop, period. Done. And what? It doesn't matter then what. <laughs> We're done here, bro. That's it. That's, that's the end of the concern. I'm not concerned with steps two and three. I don't I want guess. step one to happen. Yeah, I guess. You know. I'm definitely putting you saying how many penis fish are out there right at the front yeah, of this well, conversation. I mean, in yeah. any given river, yeah. what are we talking? I don't know, bro. <laughs> and like, how does it even get through my trunks? My trunks are... Trunks? Yeah, my swim trunks. Yeah. Where does it... What is it... I don't know, man. I'm like I, Jack Hanna. What, what do I know? About? I'm gonna throw this out there. I'm not afraid <laughs> yes. of penis fish. Say that again. I'm not afraid of penis fish. That's bold. Yeah, like how could you bring say it. something so brave? Bring it and so true. I'm not. I'm not worried about them. <laughs> I do agree. The water is scary. You ain't wrong, bro. Like you, you like when you upset? see like a fish like touch your leg in the water, mm. it's terrifying. Mm. Turtles snap a toe off. Oh, a snapping turtle. Snap a sure. toe right off, son. Yeah. Such a good movie, bro. Steve that's, my favorite, that's my favorite Wes Anderson movie. Tell me about your favorite Wes Anderson movie. It's not... It's I just not, said Life Aquatic. You didn't say it. You're agreeing with Polly. He was off mic. It's all good. Oh, yeah. Life Aquatic. I think that's my favorite Wes Anderson movie. I think the yeah. uh, the music and like the... Yes. The... I don't know how you call it, but like his... like Atmosphere? Yeah, but like the kind of like additional, it's not like animation, you know, but it is kind of like animation that he adds to it. Like when they're underwater, the way he does that. Things move and yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what like, you mean. That's like my favorite. Do you see the hotel one? Yeah. What was, what was it? What the hell was that called? Um, hotel Rwanda. That's not it. Uh, <laughs> no. That's not even close. Um, it's a much sadder movie. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. is that called? Um, yeah, because that was his last one, I think. Before. I saw that one in the theater and... and both my girlfriend Wendy and I are are, she's a huge Wes Anderson fan, and I'm Grand, Grand Budapest, Budapest Hotel, Hotel, and I'm yes. down, right? And we we walked away kind of disappointed. I would. I'm a rewatch it. everything kind of guy. I'm in. Let's put it. I in I agree. Sure. The hype I had for it versus how it was, I was like, mm-hmm. eh. but I I rewatched it this year because of COVID, and I really liked it the second yeah. time. It does seem it, it seemed like a movie that was really good. You know, it's like eating a. F- of food this is really good but i just wasn't in the mood for it i know yeah. it's good kind of deal but we're just kind of yeah right 
Was he was lost in translation, Wes Anderson? It was P.T. Anderson, the other Anderson. Oh, there's two Andersons. Tell there's me about two it. two Andersons. P.T. is like uh, Boogie Nights. Yeah. Um, there Will Be Blood, <clears throat> I believe. Uh, That's a good one, bro. Inherent Vice. Say that again? Inherent Vice. Inherent Vice? Yeah. It's, and a couple uh, of those. Joaquin Phoenix, mm-hmm. and he's like in San Diego, I think, or yeah, in like the 70s, and it's like a... It's like a detective movie, kind of, but he's like a big stoner, burnout kind of dude. It's pretty funny. What's it? Yeah, private eye. That's a what private he's a private eye. eye. He's not a detective. He's sure. like he's a private eye. The hell is the difference between those two things? Detective is like a you know government entity. A private eye is just like a dude that's like, I'll look it up for you. What's sure. your problem? Like, you want me to spy on someone? I will do that for you. You shouldn't trust a private eye. It's like like NYPD guy versus Dog the Bounty Hunter. Jim, yeah, Jim Carrey. Ace Ventura is a private eye. Yeah. For pets. It's the addition of the for pets. <laughs> well, that's, for anyone that's, that's, that's not familiar with Ace Ventura, he is just a pet detective. Just get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Anybody that's not familiar with Ace Ventura, just get the fuck out. Well, I would assume that, like, uh, you know, all the listeners, all the people from the gym that are under, like, 25 probably have no idea what pet Ace Ventura is. But we, I yeah. know it's disappointing. No, but it's, like it's we were kids when it came out. Like I remember getting That's yelled at for watching it because I was like a couple of years too young. To, you know, I was a degenerate already. But like my parents didn't know that. You know, I remember the scene where the woman can't pay for him getting her dog, so she like is gonna. What does she do? Can I say it? Yeah, fillate him. She's going to perform oral sex. And he like grabs onto a pole and his like whole body is like swinging in giant circles. And as a kid, I'm like, whatever is happening, it looks great. I don't know what it is. And then I watch it as an adult. I'm like, same thing. I don't know what's happening. It looks great. (laughs) I wish I could experience that. Uh, (laughs) He's got to hang on, huh? Yeah. That's interesting. That, is that the best Jim Carrey ever did? Ace Ventura? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. So he did, he he three-peated that year. He did Ace Ventura, he did The Mask, and he did Dumb and Dumber. 94. Which like made him like a, you know, megastar or whatever. You know what won Best Picture that year? I have the Titanic. Schindler's know. List, I believe. Wow. How's that for a So contrast? we needed we needed three yeah. Ace Ventura <laughs> movies for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know though. He has some good ones. Cable Guy, underrated. I think it's a good movie. I think uh, I don't consider that one underrated. That to me, in my brain, from what I remember, is just a classic. Like everyone like, loves the yeah. Cable Guy. The the one that didn't get the play it probably deserves. I rewatched recently at my girlfriend's request because there's a couple of key lines that just she quotes movies like a dude, yeah. which is awesome. Uh, me, myself, and Irene. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's underrated for sure. It's weird that you said quotes movies like a dude. That's she does. Of... Dudes tend to quote movies. Okay. Quote movies around gals. There's like a, you know, there's not the way their brains work, you know. They're dealing with important shit. Fucking huh. goobers drinking beer quoting movies. Okay. They don't do that shit okay. for the most part. Yeah, sure. I know a few that do, and yeah. it's hilarious. It's great. Okay. Hmm. That's not controversial. They'll all agree. They'll be like, yeah, guys, in their movie quotes. See what I'm saying? They all do no, it. They're like, a, yeah. what are you guys talking about? I guess. Sure. I mean, And you're like, I'm talking about the pick of destiny, bro. It's it's a line from the pick of destiny. What what aren't you getting? You know? And they'll be like, I don't, dude, shut up. Hmm. Okay. 
It's interesting that you think only guys can quote movies. Is that what I said? That's what you, you said. You want to fucking fight me? It's recorded. I don't need to. I mean, it's on there. You can. This well, you can all edit. getting edited out. You can edit this yeah. out. <laughs> I haven't recorded any of this, actually. <laughs> yeah. This is all just a ruse so I can play with Polly's dog when we're done. What's up, Sonny? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I don't know what Ace Ventura's best movie is. Um, Man on the Moon. You mean Jim really Carrey? Good. Clearly, Sorry. it's Jim Ace Carrey. Ventura then. Like, uh, there's a Freudian element yeah, to that. Was, uh, you're right. Maybe it is. Maybe that is it. No, we're not no, too not young too for young. In Living Color. No, man. He was great on that shit. But it's sketch comedy. It's like almost completely different, you know? I agree. Yeah. And he was still like figuring himself out a little bit then. He was he was funny then, but he was... Hmm. I remember really liking the number 23, that like dark movie that he made. I don't know if I know that movie. It, you know, it was what it was or whatever. But I remember being like, yeah... It's like a Robin Williams thing when he got serious. He just it just seemed like it made sense. Like Goodwill Hunting. Don't even say it, bro. Your move, sport. See, I'm getting all teary eyed already. Jeez. Oh my gosh. <laughs> What's one of my favorite movies? What is that? Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, it's so good. So good. Really good. Elliot Smith soundtrack. Oh, you're going deep. I don't know nothing about soundtracks and stuff. Elliot yeah, Smith. Elliot Smith. Like almost all the songs are Elliot Smith songs. What else, like, what else do I know him from? He uh, stabbed himself in the heart and killed himself. Oh. But he's like an amazing musician. Composer. Singer, songwriter. Oh, cool. But like what other movies though? Anything? I mean, he no, he has like his albums, you know, but that he's like a most of the soundtrack of, uh, actually, you know what? Wes Anderson movie. Really? Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah. The scene Which is where my he shaves favorite. his head yeah. or shaves his beard yeah. and then tries to commit suicide. Yeah. Needle in the Hay, that's an Elliot Smith song. Ironically, or not ironically, unfortunate yeah. correlation there. But that like that seems awesome, right? He's like, shaves his beard, yeah. tries to kill himself. They're playing an Elliot Smith song. Hmm. I'll have to look into that. He's good. That's He's my favorite Wes Anderson. I, lo- I love the Royal Tenenbaums. Royal Tenenbaums is, yeah. is really good. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Yeah, Red Adidas tracksuit. I would do that for sure. Yeah, Ben Stiller is hilarious in that movie. He's so good. <laughs> okay, my favorite best, my favorite Ben Stiller performance. Slightly unsung. People don't hear talk about it much, but Heavyweights. Super killer. His character a, in Heavyweights is yes. amazing. That's a good choice. That's a really good choice. You ever see Heavyweights, Paulie? It's like this fat camp and he's like the fitness guy, but they like, they like trap him (laughs) underground or whatever. And then he like gets out and they're like, it's the end of the camp and they're all like celebrating. And then he's like up in the window clapping and then he does like a double flip on the ground and starts grabbing people's glasses and smashing them on the floor and walking on the broken glass while he's like giving his monologue. It is amazing. You get upset in the gym? Uh, I don't know if upset's the word, but like I'll let like I'll let someone know if I'm not if I don't like something in the gym. Can you give me an example? Yeah, so I'll go, just go back where I said it's it's uh it's um it's like a self regulated sport, right? You like train with people. People there's like tons of people at the gym who don't like training with each other and they've never told each other they don't like training with each other. 
because that's like Minnesota, and they're yeah. just like, I they just do this awkward shit for the next. Yeah, 10 they years. just like avoid each other. Maybe like tell someone else later. They're like, oh, that person does this. Like, isn't that the worst? Um, and instead, I'll just be like, why are you doing this? I hate when you do this. Stop doing this. Yeah. And then they'll be like, yes or no, or like, okay, I will if you stop doing this one thing. And then I'll be like, okay, and then we're good. So I'll be like confrontational in that sense, where it's like, why don't you just tell the person what. Is making well, yeah, you're advocating for healthy relationships. I just don't want to bottle it in. Yeah. So I'm advocating for myself to well, yeah, let my that's emotions like, that's, that's like healthy. Like, bro, yeah. I fucking hate that. And they're like, well, that's my game, bro. And then you go, all right, bro, we'll see you never. I'm going to this side of the mat. And you just end it versus eight years later, you both still hate rolling with each other. Yeah, Seems exactly. stupid. You say bro a lot, too. Or apparently. I'm like, bro, stop doing it. Just yeah, stop just doing stop. it. Yeah. And maybe they will. Maybe they won't. What bothers me the most? Training? Uh, stalling, for sure. Like, I'll... It, yeah, if someone is, like, stalling... If someone's just, like, trying to not, like, lose instead of trying to win, it'll drive me nuts. Or, like, holding on to a position where they feel safe because they yeah, know they're going to get stalling. fucked over yeah, when exactly. they try to go actually go for something. It's like, what, what do you... If someone's like better than you and you're like, well, they only submitted me twice. It's like, well, what do you, what did you accomplish? Like you just like lost slower. Like, why don't you try to do something? When I like was a lower belt, even now, like with guys who are way better than me, I'll get submitted like a dozen times. It's like, I'll just keep trying stuff. Why would I be like, okay, how long can I not lose? Like, Why don't you just like try to do stuff? And then that's how you like learn and get better, which I know is hard for people. So Paulie was just saying how, and he's talked to me, we actually talked about it a couple times. We've talked about it yeah, a couple times about like post roll feedback. Like you said to yeah. him, Hey, quit trying to lock down and just open up, go for stuff, move. You're going to lose. You're going to get tapped. It's part of the game, but you're going to learn more. Like you were saying by actually trying to yeah. do things instead of trying to not lose quote unquote. Well, and like you might not lose if you open up too. That's the other thing. Like, you know, just like athleticism for athleticism, like I would say like we're pretty similar. So it's like, you know, you know, you might, why not go for it? Like you might slap on an arm bar or like put it on me and why not? You know, whereas you're like. You're definitely when, not going to get the submission or the position you didn't go for. That's the right? thing is if you're just defending, you're for sure not going to win. You might not lose as bad, but like, at, you're like win. Well, who cares if you didn't lose as bad? You might as well go for it. Yeah. And it's good to like you like learn so much more getting submitted. Like why you you like oh that move worked on me. I could do that on someone. And you might not like internalize every step of it, but you like pick that stuff up. Yeah, I've probably been the the annoying guy multiple times where like at the end of a, a round or whatever, I've been like, that was fucking sweet, dude. What <laughs> what happened there? What'd you do? You know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, can you explain that real quick? We got like thirty seconds, right? You know, because it's cool. You like wow, I'm mounted again. And being armbarred again, hmm, how, yeah. how'd we end up here? You know what I mean? You like literally internalize it and learn right. from that. Yeah. So yeah, that's the one thing I think, like, especially in practice, like who cares this practice? Yeah. I don't like want to like lose in general, but like I put myself in position to try stuff and you might lose or whatever. I was rolling with Connor a week ago and he submitted me and then I tried extremely hard to submit him afterwards. And he was like, are you mad and i was like well <laughs> yes but i'm not mad at you i was like i'm happy for you for doing a sweet move <laughs> but at the same time i'm very 
irritated that it happened to me and I want my retribution for this, uh, you know. You also so want to like, learn from that. Like, yeah. what, what the hell happened there? Whoa, yeah, like it's right? good. You know, it's like, I think it's like okay to like competitively like want to go after each other. Right. You know, like me and like Marcus or Ethan or Kevin will like freaking bang heads for yeah however long. Yeah. <clears throat> and then afterwards be like, wow, like whatever you did was working or vice versa. And like, that's great. It's like the, you look so cute today. No, you look so cute today equivalent. Yeah, sort yeah. of. Yeah. yeah, sort of. I'm being serious. That's true. No, it's more like, uh, what did you do so that tomorrow I can break you in yes. half? Yeah. It's like what I said. What, yeah. did, what did I say? Hmm. So the inverse of that, though, is my favorite type of training partner is the person that will like never break. And there's like only certain people that are like that. Um, Polly, you have a bit of that. You never, you don't ever really like, you never really like break. The number one person is Aaron Chaney. So if you're listening, Aaron, I don't know what it is, but you have the will of a sea lion or some sort of crazy animal. Like you just, he just won't give up no matter what. He's just got. That's what you mean by break. He won't, won't. He won't. Yeah. I don't mean like it hurt. I mean like you could you could light him up a hundred times and he'll keep coming. He'll keep coming. He won't just give up. And that's, you can't like teach that, you know, that's like a, he's got that in him, which is awesome. And those are the best training partners. Cause then, you know, maybe you're having a good day or they are, but like you keep going and you know, you'll get like a good round no matter what. Oh yeah. Aaron, Aaron's been mentioned as a favorite multiple times, multiple times by me, just like when I was talking about my metric rounds, cause he's, you know, been around yeah. a lot longer than I have. And it's sort of like how not less, that much longer than you how have. less than shitty did it go this time? You know, he, yeah. he's one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. But he's a good example of like, he's gotten way better in a short amount of time. How long has he been around? What do you mean? Not that much. I think he's been doing, ju- how long have you been doing jujitsu? Uh, April, 2019. But that's like excluding most of 2020, unfortunately. So like a uh, year and a half. He's been doing jujitsu like three and a half years. Oh, okay. Well, no, he took a Was super long break. He took a super oh, long yeah. break, so he did it. But then What's well, like didn't. RJ? You know, a couple breaks, yeah. Aaron took a couple breaks. Oh, okay. I should caveat too. I was mostly just saying that so you don't make excuses for no, yourself. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I was mostly just saying that to be yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. he started two yeah, days before sure. you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I was gonna say it's like RJ it took like twenty years to get to purple belt just because it was like oh. sporadic over the course of for so the many different reasons. All that. RJ's also one of my favorite people to train with. Yeah, like he RJ. is. Uh, Shout out to the Wine Republic yes. <laughs> in Excelsior. What's up, RJ? Oh, RJ, I miss you, sweet prince. Although, although COVID denier, so let's uh, on record, RJ, I disagree with you about that. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I we support your ability in, to yeah. choose what you wish, but. <laughs> There's been a, either a couple of choices in the gym over there at M Theory, or like maybe I'm like taking social media interactions. Like you're a big '90s music guy, is that right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, That's, that was our our jam. I'm roughly your age, right? Yep, yep. So like, what do you like? What kind of music do you like? Um, about like you talking about like '90s music or sure, anything? whatever. I don't know. We're just chatting here. <laughs> if we're talking like '90s music, I'm definitely a big Everclear guy. Yeah. I saw them. Real uh, good. I saw them at Mystic Lake a couple of summers ago, and it yeah. was 
So much fun. Just really good tunes. Dude's um, got a lot of soul, right? Lately, What's his name? Uh, art something. Art, yeah, something art for something. sure. Yeah. Tarzan, original motion picture soundtrack done by <laughs> Phil Collins. I've been listening <laughs> to you. That thing jams. That is oh, Phil. Oh, it's, it's like good. That thing is should have gone platinum. This is where we go, like American Psycho reference. Do you like Phil Collins? Dude, he crushed mm. that Tarzan. Tarzan. I don't know nothing about. You never seen Tarzan, the no, animated no, Disney no, movie? Not. What? Do you have kids? No. Oh. Were you a kid? No. <laughs> Truthfully, I I catch this flack from from my girlfriend all the time. Like she'll reference like a a kids movie or lullaby, and I'm always like, what? Hmm. I never heard of that. I don't know, bro. <laughs> I just didn't bump into too much Disney stuff. I remember like Fox and the Hound and whatnot. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Man. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't do a lot of Disney for sure. Weird. It is weird. Yeah, <laughs> statistically, I yeah. found that it's very weird. Yeah, for sure. Uh, am I a Disney guy? Yeah, I'm a Disney guy. I got Disney Plus. What's up, WandaVision? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is WandaVision? It's like the new Marvel, um, oh. Marvel Universe show. Wanda and Vision. Oh. They're two characters in the Marvel comic universe. No, I mean I'm I guess I'm a Disney guy. It's got a lot of good stuff. Boy Meets World, which was like Yeah, man. I loved Boy Meets That's World. That's on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. I'm in. I'm yeah. honestly in. Maybe just for that. It's a great show. Tell me some Corey Matthews. Topanga. Shout out to Topanga. Yeah. What's up, girl? My third crush, maybe? That's like one through three, isn't it? Yeah. Who was well, the first two crushes? I would say T V crushes when you were a kid? Yeah, Say by the Bell. Um That's a show. Yeah, what's her name? Kelly? Kelly sounds right. <laughs> Kelly what now? Yeah, is it? Kelly Kabowski? Kabowski? Yeah, that was probably number one. That's the brunette? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay, what's Not two? Not the I'm so scared. Jesse. <laughs> Jesse who did speed in high school and lost her mind. Shout out to <laughs> Jesse who did speed and couldn't handle it because Caitlin Young did fucking Angel Dust when she was 13 <laughs> and she was just fine. So say by the bell, you guys. She went on to pioneer women's wrong. fight sport, actually, yeah. as a matter of she fact. She went on Get to right. have an illustrious career that is still going on, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, and who knows where Jesse. Jesse went on to be a stripper yeah. in uh, that movie. Showgirls. Showgirls. <laughs> Not, so. to, not to just pull it back to what I watched <laughs> right. as a kid, but yeah. you referenced <laughs> Disney movies. I was like, what Disney movies? And he's like, what was that stripper movie? Showgirls. Oh, man. Yeah, so her. Did you say number two? Of, number two? I don't know TV who the number, I don't know if there, You were just throwing it out there. But I would say like she was up there. There was probably another one. Um, But I don't know what it was. What else did I watch? I'm trying to remember. Let's see. Maybe one of like the Power Rangers ladies. I don't know. That's gonna be my first question for Jared Firebender. I'm gonna be like, "So you're the White Ranger, right?" <laughs> That's the first thing I'm gonna say <laughs> to a guy that I've really, truthfully, never fully met. Uh, he's a nice. Are you guy. the White Power Ranger? <laughs> why, do, why does no one call you Firebender? <laughs> yeah, he'll have some great stories about um, doing stuff with army people. That's what he does. He like trains. Uh, like, yeah, I know. You know. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let's pause for one second. Ready? Is there like a legitimate jujitsu movie that has just come out? Oh, I have no idea. What was the? No, there was like one that. There's one that like came out and it's like called jujitsu with like Nick Cage, and it's like oh, boxing yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like they're just fighting. But then there's legitimately a movie, that's like. 
legitimately including jujitsu. Fuck is Suicide Kings? Why does he keep saying that? Sounds what super is familiar. I feel like I've seen that. No, I feel like I have seen that movie. It sounds familiar. Is that like Suicide Girls? Is that, or is that different? Ooh. Yeah. That's a good movie. <laughs> wow. Suicide Kings. Rotten Tomatoes, 34%. Just daggered it. Yeah, Christopher Walken. Yeah, Dennis Leary. Wow. <laughs> Sean Patrick Flannery. That's the guy. Yes. Oh, that's the guy? Okay. We'll click on him <laughs> and then get to his newest release. Uh, Born a Champion. That's hmm. the Jiu Jitsu movie. So, one of the first wow. American Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belts. Frank Dukes. <laughs> we'll say like Chris Howder or something like more reputable or whatever. Uh, there will never be a great jujitsu movie, and Vision Quest is the best grappling movie that's ever. You are come the out. second person to cite that. Have you seen Vision Quest? Of course, it is. I've memorized it. Yeah, I like, didn't even wrestle, but I memorized. Wrestling it. aside, it's like this is a great movie. Yeah, yeah. It's got but, some stars. Yeah, man. Madonna. She appealed to get pulled out of that in the early two thousands. <laughs> I don't know why I know that, but like it was one of these like, I want to be off of that movie <laughs> because a high school kid got caught smelling her underwear i didn't smell madonna's underwear it's yeah. carla oh am i i love you carla <laughs> that whole thing yeah that's a great movie it's a good movie shoot yeah gonna drop down to 68 gonna wrestle the shoot oh you heard you're dropping down I'm trying to hope you make it what's mm. what's the bathroom line you can't hold your blood. You're a bleeder, and I like to see blood. You can't hold your mud or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. Yeah, so just for reference, for anyone that is cutting weight <laughs> and their nose just starts bleeding mm. uncontrollably, yeah. you definitely should see a doctor yeah. and something stop is what amiss. you're doing. Yeah. Have a donut. Just your relax. body is not happy with you. Do you want to or have any ambitions to like teach jujitsu and or like i do teach jujitsu but you like know you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> you know what i'm saying though like like own a gym or be on like the instructor staff officially i know? am on the instructor staff bro you know what i'm saying though i'm number one on the staff probably i teach once a month probably <laughs> uh no i don't no, it's not, re- I would not love to this. like own a gym that I didn't have to teach at and like show up every once in a while and just like Business. dust a bunch of white belts and like leave and then just have fun. But uh, <clears throat> no, I don't think so. That's, that's not that's, one of your. No, I don't. I uh, that's a lot of work. Um, no, I don't want to own a gym, or maybe I will someday. But like, I like jujitsu being like a little bit separate, like my not work thing. Yeah, I can dig that for sure. Um. And owning a small business seems like a lot of work. Yeah. And I think, like, Ishmael did it really well. I think, like, Jeremy did it really well. <clears throat> but, like, tons of people, like, have started gyms and, like, failed. Yeah, yeah. All different varieties of gyms, not even just martial arts. Stuff, not even right? just martial yeah. arts. It's a tough gig, man. And I think you need to, like, have some money set aside, you know. Or just build up really slow, and both of those are are difficult. Um, and you have to like, like teaching people. So I like, like teaching jujitsu to people that 
want to get good at jujitsu, I like I would like give them any amount of time they want. Like some of those, like like you know, we have like some blue belts and purple belts at the gym who have aspirations of becoming very good. And like any question they had, mm-hmm. any time they want to work mm-hmm. on stuff, like I would like one hundred percent help them. But if you like own a gym, you have to like teach jujitsu to people who are like don't give a fuck yeah. and are like kind of lazy and are maybe even like kind of rude and like are late and like don't give a shit. And it's yeah. like, you just kind of have to let all that happen because you're, it's a business and you can't be like show up on time or I'm kicking you out. Like that's your income or even kids classes. Well, kids are f- different. Kids are. Yeah. For me, that would be <laughs> hell no. Absolutely not. Kids is interesting because kids jujitsu class, like those kids are terrors. <laughs> but like when I was a kid wrestling, it was so different because you were just so scared of your coaches. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You yeah. didn't do that, so I, I don't There's know. There's a power structure thing in part your favor. of it. Is the parents are there? You know, when I did it as a kid, like the parents weren't there, mm-hmm. and I think that helps a lot. You're um, in an enclosed hot room with a scary looking coach, dude. But they that's, just didn't care, to like, and they just yeah. didn't care. You know, they all yell at you, and yeah. if you like cry and leave, they're like, "All right, we don't need you." See ya. Um. And I think still, and hopefully, I think this will change eventually, but like a lot of the kids that do jujitsu are kids who like aren't doing other sports. You know what I mean? Right. This is is an outlet they found because they weren't in anything else. They were having maybe trouble doing other sports or doing other organized activities. Yeah. So you do get a little bit more of the goofy karate kid style people. Yeah. Um, But I think it's changing. I think you're getting more like athletes and even just watching some of the kids at the gym now, it's like, oh, there's. Oh, that that ten year old is yeah better at jujitsu yeah. than me. Yeah, like wow, I don't know how to whether do that. that kid could explain it or not. He clearly gets it, right? Yeah. But he gets yeah, it, yeah. yeah. And that's just in general, you know. Like I look at like the blue belts at the gym now, and it's like, if you guys knew like how much better you are than sure. I was as a blue belt, it's like insane. Yeah, like oh, you have like six black belts to talk to on any given day. Right, you know, I had like one, and everyone else was a white belt or a blue belt. And you have like a gym of like 30 people at like a bunch of different levels, um, which is awesome. I mean, that's how it should be. But yeah. It's a progression. It's for the better, yeah. obviously. Right. Well, just even the art itself has progressed so much, even probably I would assume in like the last 10 years. Like my experience as like a day one white belt or a Daisy Fresh blue belt 10 years ago compared to now. Yeah. Would be dramatically different. Yeah. For sure. I mean, it's, I think it's cyclical, you know, like modern jujitsu moves come and go and, uh, you know, I don't do like almost any modern jujitsu, but it doesn't mean like I couldn't, you know, do jujitsu with people who that that do. Tell me what you mean by modern jujitsu though. Yeah. Like, uh, like, uh, you know, like a barambolo or like a lapel guard, Mm -hmm. like a worm guard. Like I don't do that stuff. Um, mostly because I'm just old and stubborn and I'm not very smart and mm-hmm. it's just like I, I could learn it but like what if I just do what works for mush me. people and yeah. like hope it works <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it still does work and I think it'll like it cycles so people start doing that and then they'll like cycle back to other stuff and it'll yeah you'll go back to like you know Hadra Gracie still just like mounts people and does a cross collar and it's like that's really simple it's like but if you there's a lot of intricacies to it you know like um, and I think that's part of why modern jujitsu is popular is if you're like a blue belt and you do like a barambolo, there's like a bunch of steps to it. So you like learn all the steps and then you do it. And that's like conceptually really easy in the sense that there's a lot of steps and the steps are kind of complicated. But if I learn those steps, then I'm doing the move. 
But if you're a blue belt and I'm like, you know, armbar someone from close guard, like there's not a lot of steps, but there's a ton of nuance to it. And there's a lot of like things that are, it's not like do that, put your foot here and do this. It's like, you have to understand balance and position and feel. Um, and I think that's like a lot harder for lower belts to like know when that arm bar from closed guard exists. So it's almost like it's, it's, it's in a sense, it's almost easier to learn like a more complex move structure because you can follow those steps and do them as opposed to you don't see like a blue belt with a good closed guard, but you will see a black belt with a good closed guard because you get that nuance and you can, you get someone in your closed guard and you're like, I'm going to get a submission from here. Um, so yeah. I feel like that's like, it's going that direction now of more complicated moves because it's, but easier in the sense that you follow those steps and then it'll probably cycle back, I think, to yeah, more yeah. going yeah. to fundamental stuff. This is a bit of a stretch maybe, but like as a analogous thing, I asked, I'm a beer guy. And I asked uh, a buddy of mine who's a, a beer historian. He's an author. He's a, a award-winning brewer, all that stuff. Hmm. Um, me and another friend, we, we were like, so his name's Doug Hoverson check out the book land of amber waters shout out to doug but um we asked him who do you think is the best brewer in the country coors and he said Shells. he said i think he said i think i'd go with the guys that you know like anheuser-busch yeah those kind of guys yeah and and i was just kind of trying to catch up to him like hmm, what does he mean by that because i'm a big craft brew yeah, snob yeah, and yeah. so is he you know yeah. and my buddy was like are you serious and he says well think about it how many gallons, how many barrels do they brew on an annual basis? And he's like, buy, buy a six pack of their beer once a week for a year and tell me how different one tastes right. from the next. Yep. Same kind of deal. I can load a whole bunch of hops and make it this big, fancy, in-your-face move with a lot of steps, you know, like a Barambolo, let's say, or something. Yeah. It's going to be effective. It's going to yep. be a damn good beer, going with the analogy. But, like, those guys are taking the most basic thing the most mass appeal thing. It's seemingly the most simple, but executed at a level like Hodger Gracie, you know, get to mount and cross collar. That's your first day of jujitsu ever. Right. I agree. And it works. Yes. And it works probably arguably better. And I think it's harder to perfect like a subtle flavor yeah. than it is to perfect like a, like an IPA is like, it's yep. going to be flavorful. Trivia question for you. Do you know why it's called an IPA? The India pale ale. Yeah, but do you know why it's called? Tell that? me, Polly. Do you know? Okay, so a little bit of a uh, little bit of history for you guys. Mm -hmm. It's called an India Pale Ale mm -hmm. because they put in enough hops that a ship could travel from like the UK to India, and the beer wouldn't spoil. Yeah. So that's why it's like so strong because it's like super hoppy, and yep. the idea was that hops like preserves it longer. It could survive the quest. It, it could survive the three months in a on a ship or whatever it, mm -hmm. it took to get mm -hmm. there. So, like, those beers are all, like, super flavorful, but I feel like sometimes it's, like, it's almost easy to be, like, let's just make it as yep. powerful as we can. And that was exactly Doug's thing. He's, like, this this is our new flavor concoction, right? This yeah. is the latest, greatest technique. It's, it's, it's kind of an analogous thing mm -hmm. where there's all these steps, and it's big and flashy, and you're going to off-center somebody, and it's going to work, and then there's that guy over there with the Budweiser moves just enjoying his day. Just enjoying it. Yeah. That's that's where I'm at. 
like a good pilsner. It's like it's simple, mm-hmm. but it's like oh yeah, like that one right there. Yeah, or like a I don't know what's like a what's like a European pilsner that's been around for five hundred years. Or, or uh, yeah, pilsner Urquell. Yeah, thank you. There you go. Like one of the <laughs> oldest beers the like yeah. that's ever yeah. existed. You know, yep. there's it's a like, reason it's still there. Yeah, it's taste is tasted the same yep. for you know forever. That's your close guard of beer. Yeah. Exactly. I think that, I think there's something to that, you know, taking the simplest thing and and bringing it to a level of mastery that it works no matter what. Right. I dig that. I know exactly how much I'm gonna regret drinking when I drink a Pilsner Urquell. IPA, I never know. Sometimes I feel okay. Sometimes I have a headache. Sometimes I rhyme slow. Sometimes you rhyme quick. <laughs> <laughs> you paused too long so i had to i had to come in with it sometimes i think i'm gonna say something before i know what it is and then it just yeah nothing comes hmm. what else is on your mind there's a couple other like key sort of semi-standardized questions but oh i have a good I'm trying to leave I have space a good ishmael impression you did you just say that you have a good ishmael bentley Impression? No, I don't have. Let me see if I. Oh, sh- don't curse. Sugar. Don't, oh, there you go. I had a video. I wonder if I deleted that. Did I delete it? Look so, in your deleted folder. I'm gonna look. I that's, have a video of my niece forgets. who was who is now seven. Brinley. She did a little, did a little jujitsu, or still she does? did jujitsu, and yeah. she she stopped because of the pandemic. But she would oh, yeah. she'll come back. I mean, she liked it. Um, and she had an Ishmael impression that i recorded that was amazing <laughs> and it was like it, it was like this summer or it was this fall she hadn't seen him in months and i was like what? Yeah. oh do you miss them and she just like started doing an impersonation what, what's her name again brinley brinley he said it um brinley push up wall brinley tie your belt push up wall <laughs> and i recorded this video <laughs> of her doing it and it's it was just so good i don't know if i, I must have deleted it why would i do that um, but yeah, so that's Ishmael. You know, Ishmael's like a Dak Prescott is the greatest quarterback of all time. <laughs> Kentucky basketball is the greatest dynasty in basketball. Clemson is the greatest college football team to ever play. <laughs> he does seem to love some teams. I don't yeah, he's know. got his yeah, teams. Yeah, the Cowboys, like America's tribal. team. It's America's team. The Cowboys. The Cowboys is his favorite team. I'll tell you hmm. why. Because in Kentucky in 1950 or whatever the fuck he grew up, <laughs> they didn't have any. They had like two channels, and that's all they played was Cowboys games. Yeah. So that was what he had to. There ain't no football to. team in in Kentucky, I suppose, huh? There is not. No. There is not a city big enough to have any professional <laughs> sport team. <laughs> We've mastered drinking in that. Team. Yeah. Um. Which like props to Ishmael for becoming a successful human out of that absolute <laughs> shithole of a state. Like we are proud of you. But <laughs> I got I, mean, I gotta say, man, part of me for at least a period, maybe even still, was sort of drawn to like the 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 hills of Kentucky. Appalachia. Yeah, man. That, I mean, I've been there. It's beautiful. I'm, I'm a yeah. That's what I'm saying. Smoky Mountains. And I'm like a bluegrass guy. Louisville. You know, I love me some bourbon. But like, do you guys yeah. like? I don't know people of other races do you like people who like aren't straight white males like that's not acceptable there well but i'd be acceptable there (laughs) you know what i'm saying like i'm not for that position but they're gonna accept me just fine (laughs) you know yeah louisville is like a more modern city for sure for sure what is louisville how do you say it 
Louisville. Yeah, I, I got lectured. Um, Louisville is a pretty <laughs> modern city. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I did, there's a couple of cultural things that makes me kind of just drawn to out over there. You know, I don't know. For sure. What would you do? What do you do anywhere? I go out. Did you hear what he said? What do I do now? I drink a lot of bourbon. Fuck well, it. Right well, right now it's COVID, so you're like, well I could live Save with shipping. Yeah, fuck it. I don't know. Aren't you a hockey fan? Yeah. They don't even know what that is. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, my fiance, Kareen O'Connor, a fine Irish lass, set the uh, single season state record for goals scored in a season in 2000 and whenever she graduated high school. Uh, New Ulm. Yeah, New Ulm. Uh, and goals scored, that's soccer? Hockey. Hockey, okay. Hockey. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I knew it before. Yeah, so a super athlete. I tried to get her to do jujitsu, and she was like, hmm, no, I don't like this. Why not? Uh, she didn't like being, like, bad at it, you know? She's like, I already oh, have sure. a sport that I'm, like, good at. Why would I that's, do a sport I'm bad at? Man, that's a common barrier to entry to stuff. Yeah. Especially once somebody's been good. Like, I'm kind of obsessed with being the new person, because it was a long time. Like, when, when I signed up for jujitsu, that was, like, one of the things I stated to people that I was interested in. I said, I want to oh, be right. the new guy. Yeah. I want to oh, not know sure. shit. It's been yeah. like, I, I got good at this thing and good at this thing, good at this thing. And I've been coaching other people in some of these things. It's been a while since I've had that like beginner perspective. For me, that was a draw, but like I, I totally get the, the discomfort in feeling useless in a thing, you know? Yeah. I would never advocate jujitsu as a form of self-defense. You want, you want, here's my number one self-defense. Here's my number one self-defense. Three days a week, you get on the treadmill yeah. and you run about three miles. Yeah. And if anyone tries to do anything to yeah. you, you just start running. And you're like, if you want to yeah. chase me, you can chase me. I've got three miles on me. And by then, if you catch me, we're both so tired, you're not going to take my stuff. Yeah, man. Just you're, run you, away. You ain't totally wrong, you know? You just run away. Yeah. I've clearly know. chosen a different path. Oh, you're like a, yeah, you're just gonna, you're like a puffer fish, right? You're just big. You're like, do you want to do this? Yeah, and you hope yeah. that they're like, mm, I don't want to do this. You're very big. I'm going to leave the you alone. The key word there is hope. Yeah. yeah well, you don't want to have a there, confrontation with anyone, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't yeah. want to I don't want to fight somebody. I'm an adult. Like that would be, I would be embarrassed if I got in a fight with an adult at this yeah. point in my life. You know, it'd be like, I would It like, should be considered embarrassing. Yeah. Like who yeah. would I like tell like my Friends and family, like, oh, yeah, me and this guy fought at the bar. They'd be like, what is your problem? Do you need an intervention? Like, you're a grown-up. What why, could they have why, said that made why you, did you do get, this? Why did you get in a fight at a bar? Because he said, fuck you, bro. And then I was like, no, fuck you, bro. And then yeah. we fought. That's, that's yeah, how Yeah, exactly. I'm like, well, the twins lost, so I was really <laughs> mad. And then this guy got in my way. And no, was, we're adults. He's like, wearing a brewer's here. t-shirt. What the fuck else was I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fucking... uh, yeah. No, it's that's the best thing about jujitsu. I I got in a bunch of fights when I was like a college age kid, and and then I started doing jujitsu, and I like have not been in a fight since. Cause, like that's silly. Why would I get in a fight with anyone? You know, you're like when you like don't do it, then you're like you like kind of want to maybe, and you're like yeah, and you're like we'll get in fights, and then you then you like do it, and you're like this. I don't need to fight anybody. I like I have an outlet. And do you, do you think part of that silly. though is the comfort with the skill set? Like there, there's, 
fights come from insecurity, right? I feel my ego has been challenged or whatever. And being the person who knows reasonably com- confidently that like, I, I know like what my legitimate technical response to you running at me would be. And therefore like my interest or the, like the triggering nature of the confrontation, getting me to a fight has just gone by the wayside. Like there seems to be something there. Yeah, I would say sort of. So I would say, I mean, I like grew up wrestling my whole life. I was a college wrestler. Like I, so to a certain extent, like the majority of people, if I got in a fight with, like you're still like ahead of random person yeah, who's definitely. also drunk. Yeah. Um, I would if, say when if I was, you had three years of high school wrestling, odds are you shouldn't lose some weird interaction at a house party. Nine out of ten like, fights end up just, on the ground, and if you grew up wrestling, you're probably on top when you the, both what, fall down. Yeah. What's the percentage of the population that wrestled for more than a year? Like right. very small. Exactly. Right? You know, you've got a huge leg up. Yeah. Um, so I would say like when I was super young in college, I was getting in fights probably cause I was just a shithead. And I can then, see that. Yeah. yeah. Which to a certain <laughs> extent I still am, but I don't, I'm not going to fight anyone anymore. I'll just chirp in their ear until, you know, I don't know what happens until they ask me to fight. And then I just say respectfully, no, sir, I've, I've gotten what I wanted out of this interaction. <laughs> um, but I would say, like, the last probably, like, three or four fights I was in was just, like, my friends would, like, get in situations. And then I I was the – I wouldn't back down still. You know, like, now I'm at the point where, like, I don't know what – no one could say anything to me where I'd be like, yeah, let's fight. Like, mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. care. You could say any name to me. What, what what does that matter to me? But when you're, like, 22 and you're, like, you're someone, like, pushes your friend, you're like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll jump in. Yeah, if I came up to you and said, you got rusty fenders on your bicycle, fella. You'd be like, all right. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> something like that. My last, the last fight I was in was at the CC Club uh, when I was 22 years old. Tell me what the CC Club is. Oh, man. So the CC Club mm-hmm. is probably one of the oldest bars in Uptown that's like still in operation. I mean, obviously there's older bars, but like still in operation. Uh, it's Uptown Minneapolis, so like, <clears throat> I guess there's like tough people, but there isn't. They're all fucking Uptowners. <laughs> what? Yeah, like they're not, but they think they are. And so, you know, we were there for my 22nd birthday. I was obviously lit, and I got kicked out of the bar, which I get kicked out of bars all the time. Totally normal. I'm really good when I get kicked out. Like, I'm like goofing around with my friends, roughhousing. They're like, you got to go. And I'm like, I don't even say anything. I just like, all right, I'm leaving, and then I'll just leave. You still get kicked out of bars? It's been a while. It's been a while. But, you know, I I would say, like, getting kicked out of a bar wasn't, like, new for me. Um, At the time, yeah. Yeah, or for quite a while after. Mm -hmm. You just, you know, I'm having fun. And I'll, like, if if the bar's, like, your amount of fun is not okay, I'm like, okay, I'll leave. But I won't, like, I won't make a problem. Yeah, I just go find a place where my amount of fun is good. Yeah. So we got kicked (laughs) out. The sidewalk. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So we got kicked out, and then a bunch of people were, like, talking shit to us as we left. Um, and it was like right at bar close. And so we were outside and then a few of my friends who were there were like arguing with these other guys. And I was just like, you know, essentially like drunk, like lurking in the background, like waiting to see what was going to happen. And then one of the guys hit my friend and I was like, Oh, this, we're all going to fight these guys. You know, it's like six on six. Let's fucking fight these guys. And so I like rushed in and started like punching all these guys um, but like my friends are a lot of, you know, it's like a lot of musicians and, uh, artists, not fighters. And they did not follow me. 
<laughs> so I like, you know, I got like punched like probably a dozen times from like every single angle. By so these you guys. went in feeling six on six and you got six on one. Roughly. Roughly. Yeah. But, you know, they're, again, they're like uptown kids. So it was like six on three, three and a half. On one. Or three and a half on one. You <laughs> yeah, know, it yeah, wasn't yeah. like a, it wasn't a, that unfair. Everybody was looking good. Everyone however. was okay. Yeah. yeah so looking I. Looking sharp. And, but yeah, I got punched a bunch. Um, didn't really get hurt other than I was obviously like sore the next day from getting punched. But like, I didn't get like knocked down or anything. Um, but that was probably my wake up call was the next day. I was like, man, what if those guys were like really tough? Like I might've gotten really hurt by them. Or like a knife. I guess. You know, who knows, bro. The highlight of that night was, mm-hmm. so that happened. There was like two skirmishes and then it would like settle, you know, it was like 30 people outside this bar. And then this like guy walks up, this like super tall, lanky guy. And he just like comes up out of nowhere and he like walks right past us. And he's like, who's talking the most shit? And <laughs> we just pointed at like one of the guys that was the other people who were mm-hmm. in the fight with yeah. us. The, the MC for the other team. Yeah. And he just walked up and just knocked this guy out <laughs> conscious. <laughs> what? And like the whole crowd just ran after yeah. that. Cause it was like this, it was just like a, yeah, this guy hit the ground. Everyone was like, oh, this is way too real. Now. This is getting and esoteric and weird and booked. real. And, um, and so, yeah, the, the day after my 22nd birthday, I was like, I should not get in a fight ever again. No, no, man. This is a, this is not a good people, idea. Yeah, but and also like in a real moment, people die accidentally in stupid fucking street fights. Yeah. You whack your head. That's it. That's true. And Get you the could, fuck out of there. Exactly. What? Or you could do that to someone, which would be worse. Well, either way, yeah. You know. Gross. Stop it. Polly, quit getting in fights. But it's also fun, you know. It's like uh, you feel alive. You've been, you've never been in a fight. You know, you've said you said you were punched and you were okay. Like fight, I've been, I've been approached a handful of times. I've been, I've been, been taking two good shots in the jaw in my young years. But fights like that's the thing is, that's the thing is, would you roll up on me and fight me? Well, I wouldn't roll up on anyone and fight. That's what I mean. But like, there's layers of sensible. And the person, I think, like uh, uh, Caitlin and Kristen, Caitlin and I said that like the person that would like pick a fight with me, even knowing what we know about fighting, that like big and strong and scary doesn't actually mean a whole lot in terms of skill sets, right? Nonetheless, the person who would blindly walk up to a big scary looking some bitch is not somebody you really want to mess with a whole lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Altercations, interactions I've had with people are people not in that little outlier end of the spectrum, thankfully. Right. So I can't fight, you know? Like, I know a little closed guard. You know, yeah. like, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Come into my guard. Yeah, yeah. Come close to me with your flailing <laughs> fists. You know, it's not good. So, yeah, I mean, it was like, legitimate fights, you know, that goes back to, like, elementary school for me. No, like, and, and, and realistically, as it should, if frankly. you don't want to be in a fight with someone, you should never really be in one, right? Like, yeah. All you have to do is be like, I don't want to do this. Right. And I'm, I, I've matured. I mean, I've certainly had opportunities where people are like, because I, I, while I will not fight someone now, I will, like, talk shit to someone. And I don't mean like talk shit, but like if mm-hmm. someone does something that I think is like fucked up. You get a little confrontational when it's I have like no problem being like, that's fucked up yeah. and you suck and don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, you want to go outside? It's like, no. It's cold out, I just want to tell you that you suck, <laughs> yeah. that you're horrible and yeah. don't do that. Yeah. And that's enough. 
And je- usually that is enough. Well, yeah. then it's like, well, if I say no, like, what are you going to do? But if you, and, and, well, and it, I, just in terms of like the social prowess thing, confronting a bully is generally all you need to do. Yeah. Yeah. Just be the person like, dude, no, fuck you too, bro. <laughs> yeah. And that's usually the end of it. Right. Yeah. Well, I think you should either do a jiu-jitsu tournament or get in a fight. And either one will give you the I think the fight is more likely to happen. I'm down for both. Okay. I'll go. I'll do a jiu-jitsu tournament and then swing on the guy that beats my ass in jiu-jitsu. <laughs> like, who you motherfucker? <laughs> it's a fucking wrist lock? <laughs> what? Uh, Polly's probably been in a lot of fights in Jersey. <laughs> I Paulie's definitely from Jersey, so <laughs> he'd been in a lot of fights. <laughs> Paulie, we're not talking about bar fights. We're talking about you and your confrontation with the neighbor guy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I, I heard your the, neighbor. He he will fight a neighbor. Paulie will fucking fight some. I neighbors. almost got in a fight with my neighbors about a month ago. Tell me about this. We'll go back to <clears throat> Paulie. You tell me. Tell All me right. about the fight with your neighbor or the almost fight. Okay, so my neighbors. I live in St. Paul. Uh, like Lexington and Marshall, St. Paul, mixed neighborhood. And by mixed, I mean like there's like super rich people and yes. super poor people. Socioeconomic status. And we all live together. Actually, and, I, I, I have a picture in my head of the area. Yeah, I totally feel you. Yeah. Um, and my next door neighbors, who I really like, they, for some reason, let this guy move a trailer into their backyard hmm. and live in it hmm. for like six months. Hmm. But he also ran an out-of-body shop out of their backyard. No. Which is like our alley. Yeah. And that's a no. And it's, yeah. And so basically like every day leaving the house was like a situation of like, we have to go out of the alley and you're in our way. And then we have to like tell people to move. Um, And sometimes like people were, I also think they may have been selling drugs out of there. There was like some fucked up people quite frequently. Um, and it was like a, you know, like, you know, you try to like tolerate it. Right. So we yeah. tried to be like, we're not amenable about we're it. Trying, I'm trying to be like, Hey man, I'm trying to let you do your thing. You just got to let us use the alley. Yeah. Like, that's the way we get yeah. in and out of our house. Yeah. And he was always like, nice. Like, I know, I'm sorry. And then Kareen had to leave. Uh, I don't know, maybe like three weeks ago. And she texted me as she had already left, but she texted me and it's the winter and it's like a small St. Paul alley mm-hmm. and they don't plow mm-hmm. the alleys in St. Paul. Yeah. And this dude who was in her way, like said he wasn't going to move his truck for her and he made her back out of the alley. Like, you know, like a hundred feet, you know, like it's like a long ways on like this yeah. narrow alley and like you, and I just like lost it. And I like came out in like my sweatpants and a sweatshirt and like tennis shoes. And there's like five guys out there. And I'm just like screaming at them. I'm like, you can't not let us move through the alley. Who told her she has to back out? Who told her she has to back out? And they're like, oh my God, this dude is like, I, like, I probably look like a crazy person. Like I, had, I hadn't left the house in like two days and I just like <laughs> burst out of the house in the middle of winter in sweatpants. Um, but I wasn't going to fight them. But I was like, look, here's how it works. Like you guys can either like apologize and stay out of our way or I can like call the cops and you can explain it with them. Anyway, neighbors are the worst. People like think they can like <laughs> say fuck you until it's like, well, fine, let's go, let's take it all the way to the, like, where do you want to go with and this? And then you say, 
I'm your Huckleberry. Yeah, like, so we have a few options. Like, we could fight in the street, and I can bash your head on the ground yeah. if you want. Yes. Or yes. I can Do have that. the cops come oh. and, like, yeah. give you all tickets for running a fucking auto body shop here. And drug deals. And drug deals. They're or gonna you can check just, like, out. fucking move your car out of the way. Be cool. It's like Jules said in Pulp Fiction. There you go. Tell that bitch to be Tell cool. Tell that bitch to be cool. That was the most heated I've been in, like, two years. Yeah. And if it was me, like, if I was the one out there and they're like, move, I would have been like, whatever. Yeah. But, like, you get, like, telling her to, like, back out of the alley. Be- it's like, I just well, lost it. And the reason is because that wouldn't have been what they said to you. No, their, their like attitude the latent, changed completely the when I came out. The sexism thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're exactly. right. Exactly. Like, yes. you think, oh, you yeah. can tell her to fuck off. Like, all right, yeah. well, tell me to fuck off and let's see where this goes. See these ears, bro? Tell me to fuck off. And I wouldn't have fought them. Yeah. I wouldn't have. I would have been mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm going to call the cops. Let's all stand here until they get here. And let's have a conversation with the cops about why you're in our fucking alley every day and what you're doing in here. And like, you know, you, you guys want for that? this? Yeah, <laughs> that exactly. Kind of like, yeah, you yeah, guys yeah. wanted. You're not going to lose anything in that scenario. No, I live they, here. This is my are. house. Yeah, they are. You don't live here. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway, neighbors, man. You ever see that movie? It was pretty good, Neighbors. <laughs> was it pretty good? I don't know if Yeah, it was, like, surprising. It was, like, the Seth Rogen joint, like, him and that crew, but, like, late. You know what I mean? You're like, mm, they might be over the... But it was pretty good. Huh. Pretty boy guy, one of the brothers in there with the abs and stuff. Al Pacino scene? Damn it. Now we got to watch Neighbors. Are we watching Neighbors? What What happened with your neighbor? Holly, come over, come over here. Oh, you don't want to talk about that on the podcast? It's not. A, there's no camera. Oh. He was talking shit about Jersey. Yeah, there's neighborhood drama. Yeah, yeah. He went over. I, the I property. Can, he went over the property line. I can quote you almost directly the key line, which is, "There's a problematic neighbor, right? And it's Minnesota. People are nice or fake nice or whatever they are. I'm right? not, but yeah, I get what yeah. you're saying." I'll give you a couple I of little fingers. I scream at my neighbors. Yeah. I've screamed at almost all my neighbors. Yeah. And then apologize later. But like, I'll come over know. with a beard, but then use frank language. Like, yeah. hey, brother, here, you know, here's yeah. the deal. This is the situation. Whatever, right? And there's a problematic neighbor, apparently, for Polly. And we can, Polly, I'll cut this out if you think neighbors are going to no, listen no, to no. this. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's one of those guys that just pushes the line, pushes the line, pushes the line. Everybody deals with it because they don't like the confrontation. Yeah. Polly see some wackadoo shit going on in the backyard some guy on a tractor lawnmower kind of bobcat kind of thing and goes out and, and he said i think the specific line paulie has said is dude i'm not like these other neighbors i'll fucking kick your ass get the fuck out of here what something he like that <laughs> that was pretty much the line yeah i remember the i'm not like these other neighbors i will fucking kick your ass Cause, because you're not from New Jersey, so that's why you would say yeah, that. That's yeah, that's <laughs> Polly, come sit here. What was he doing? He owns the land right, right next to you guys. But the, this neighborhood was built around his property because he... Uh, he was holding out. They they originally offered him a bunch of money because yeah. they were going to use his entrance into the oh into sure. his property because he owns like eight or nine acres, and they were going to use that to be the entrance into the neighborhood. Yeah, and he like didn't take didn't take the deal, and so they 
built around him. And so now his property is only worth what, what they can build on it. Oh. The city only approved five lots. But even going back before that, like he's been just a fucking asshole. Like by all hmm. accounts, by all accounts, like I have, uh, we have a family friend that uh, works for the Plymouth Police Department, and you know, he knows about this guy. Uh, there's some other neighbors who have lived here before this development went up that are like, that guy is a dick. Stay away from him. <laughs> and I feel like this is the guy that kind of like freaked everybody out because he was coming around saying hey don't ever talk to this guy right like he's an asshole yeah like he you know he'll do this he'll do that he'll you know so he kind of like almost like tainted yeah you know so honestly like um my other neighbors like anytime they got in a confrontation with the guy and the guy would just start like barking them down why would they they get in a confrontation though he would prompt it about what though like um he he would do shit like so he would when this neighborhood was first being built you know, if any kind of construction debris would like blow into his into his property, well, he would just start throwing it into your yard. And like the my neighbor Jeez. across the street that has a fence, he would yeah. like literally be throwing garbage into his yard, into their over fence the over yeah. the fence. And like my neighbor would come out there and be like, "Hey, what are you doing, man?" And the guy would just start screaming. I'm like trying to elicit a yeah, response. Yeah. Okay. And so my neighbor would call the police. Yeah. Why? Yeah. And and he always wanted so my neighbor across the street always wanted me to like. And I loved that guy. He moved now, but uh, awesome dude. But he'd always be like, hey, uh, you know, if, if Dana ever, like, gets into it with oh, you. You were you... bullied by a guy named Dana. Right. Yeah. That's he's like, he's like, will you, will you call the police? And I was like, I don't, I don't want the police over here, man. I'm like, I just, yeah. I'm just not comfortable, like, talking right. to them. Like, I don't want them around me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I'll just handle it, whatever. And so... The time that alluded to was, uh, it was, it was an afternoon and one of my buddies was here and we were just having like a, we were having like a beer and I had never met the guy. Like I said, like yeah. the, this story kind of preceded this whole thing. Him, right. Yeah. But I had never actually met him. Yeah. So like I saw him on his Bobcat, like right along our property line, like fucking around and he looks stuck. And I was like, just trying to be nice and like Asking give him the benefit of the doubt. And I honestly offered to help. Like, that's what I went over there. I was like, you know, Hey, uh, so I, I walk over there. I got a beer in my hand, right? It's like four o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm just like, Hey man, are you, are you stuck? And he's running this thing. It's just loud. And he, <laughs> and he looks at me and he's like, what? And I'm like, are you stuck? And he just looks at me and he goes, fuck off. And I was like, oh, damn, uh, fuck you. Yeah. You know <laughs> what I mean? And, he, and he's like, know. and he's like rocking it back and forth. Like you would, if you're stuck in the mm-hmm. snow. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm like, fuck you. And he's like, you motherfucker, <laughs> whatever. And so he, how old is this guy? He's like 60. Okay. Something, right? <laughs> and so he's actually, honestly, man, he's probably, probably not as old as he looks. He looks like he's yeah. had some rough years. Um, but anyway, so he, he gets out, he like gets out of being stuck and he, and he, and he goes off and does his business and he's, driving around his bobcat he ends up fucking knocking over one of these birch trees these skinny little birch trees along the property line and it comes into my yard right but i'm just like whatever i I don't say anything and uh that night after dinner i let let, uh, our old dog butch uh, i let him out and butch was like good dog but he would like he would hump a leg if he could get a hold of a leg. <laughs> so he's out there pissing <laughs> and I, and I'm standing on the front porch, like watching him. And I see the neighbor like walking in the, like along the tree line. And I'm like, Oh fuck. If Butch runs over there 
and like tries to hump him. Like I could totally see this guy being an asshole and like kicking him or whatever. And then it's going to be a fucking real problem, you know? So, um, so I'm like, Hey, I'm like calling butch over like after he pees and like calling him and I, and I get him in the house and this guy, honestly, man, looking back at it, I probably prompted it a little bit, but like I said, something (laughs) about him, like having the tree in my yard. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, bringing it full circle. He's, he says something back to me and I jumped down the, the front porch and like, we're like standing on each other's property line. And I just told him, I was like, Hey man, I am not like the rest of these fucking neighbors. I'm not going to call the police. Like I'll kick the shit out of you <laughs> and I'll be fucking happy to do it. You motherfucker. Like, fuck <laughs> you. You don't scare me. Like these other fucking neighbors, yeah. like we can fucking do it. You know, yeah, and, settle up if you want. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and this is like pre-jujitsu, man. Like I, I, I yeah. just like thought I was a tough guy, but at the same time, I'm like, fuck this yeah. guy. Like, I'm in my you prime, know? dude. Like, You're an old man. I'm yeah. in my prime. Like, I'll yeah. fucking like, drop your ass. Fuck you, like, man. Like, who the I'll fuck break are your you? Hip. You will fall and you will not get up. But, but it, it was like totally that thing. Like he was just like the fucking bully that was just an yeah. asshole to everyone and got away with it. Fuck that. You know. So anyway, but the rest of my neighbors, for the record, my, the rest of my neighbors are awesome. Love them. <laughs> and I like my neighbors. I just had, we had a problem situation for about six months. And I, I said the same thing. You guys just can't, you can't just run a freaking car shop in our alley. How do I get better at jujitsu? You specifically? Or anybody. <laughs> I'm, I'm open to either answer. Yeah. Do you still train? I want that to be the first, uh, the first bite. Do you still train? Say it again, so we will get a clean shot. <clears throat> do you still train? <laughs> Jiu-jitsu? <laughs> when do you train? <laughs> well, the the um, my gal had a surgery pending. No, when and do you train? What's that? When do you train? Right now, never. Oh, so you don't still train? She she had a surgery pending that got rescheduled, and there was like, I mean, it's, it's all this bullshit. And I'm trying to like be cool about the quarantining and the COVID yeah, no, stuff. You no, know what I'm saying? Like I'm trying that's to. Legit. I know. And then yeah, I'm, uh, I'm. I'm not. I, didn't I know you. I'm I know just, you are. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Uh, you know, and there's a couple other layers. Like I am working out of a buddy's actual gym, gym like barbells and shit, where he works with a population that's going to be higher risk, right? And I'm in there doing social media stuff. What's that? What? What's that? <laughs> I'm going to edit that out so yeah, it doesn't sound edit bad. That out. Yep. <laughs> you know, so it's like I'm trying to exert a certain amount of caution while also trying to yeah. figure my way back into the gym to start training and yeah. whatnot. But So my advice to you would be to just do jujitsu yeah, more. Get, get back to it for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yep. That'd be my advice to me. Yeah. So mm-hmm. fair. What about in general? That's just kind of the customary. What's the question again? The customary last question, and it doesn't need to be the last question, sure. is for any given level, can you. Give some general advice to a white belt, a blue yeah. belt, et cetera, et so cetera. So baseline is always just train more, right? There's no yeah. substitute for mat time. You can't, you can't, there's nothing you can do that would substitute just additional training. But, <clears throat> you know, I think depending on like what your goals are, I think you have to like try to have somewhat of a roadmap for yourself. So um, a couple of things that like worked well for me is, Definitely, like, especially if you're, like, a white and a blue belt, even a purple belt, like, find out, like, what works for you and try to, like, build freaking concentric circles around that game, right, and be like, I'm really good at, you know, half guard and, like, and these two moves and, like, what else can I do from there and how can I, like, funnel things there and try to, like, develop what you're good at. 
Um, I think that like helps you see a path for like developing what you're doing in jujitsu because it's, it's hard to say like, okay, well, Oh, I could learn this move and I could learn this move and I could learn this move, Mm -hmm. but like, I already know what I'm good at. Why don't I like build off of this foundation and, and funnel things towards what I'm good at. Um, but for me, I think the thing that helped me the most, and it's kind of hard to do, and I don't think you need to like take notes or anything, but try to be like self-reflective on your training as much as you can. Like every single night after training, I try to spend at least like five or 10 minutes and just like think about what worked or what didn't work. And like, and it doesn't have to be like that analytical, but like just like spend some time reflecting on what you're doing because like training on the mat is like one thing, but like using that sort of like, uh, creative like dead time to think about it like can get you so much further i think you can like learn so much not training and just thinking about what you did today for example or the day before and then like think about it a little bit and try to like apply it the next day and actually like you'll like develop a lot um by just like looking at it from a different light like really easy to see like i gotta learn new moves and i gotta do this and i gotta do that but like slow down and be like, okay, I did this today and this didn't work. And this person did this to me. And like, why did they, why did that work? And like, what can I learn from it? So kind of get specific and you can think about it. Generally, there's a list of 300 positions and 300 other movements and 300 submissions I need to think about. But if I pick one position, you know, and work out from there, over the next few months, why didn't the dots connect this time? Why didn't they connect that time? It gives me a tighter, easier to mentally manage framework. For yeah, like just make it as simple as you can, right? Yeah. Like you're not gonna. I mean, you know, look at like a black belt, right? You look at like uh, uh, Kevin. Like he he's he uses like a half guard knee shield guard, right? And like Ethan uses like a, a lasso spider guard. Um, they like know all the other guards, but like yeah. that's what they do and that's what right. they're good at. And so to a certain extent, if you're like a blue belt or a purple belt or even a white belt, like if you like find a guard that you think is working, like use that as your foundation and build from it because you're going to learn everything else, but like you're going to like, you're going to go, you're going to start really narrow and then you're going to get really big and then you're going to come back narrow again as mm-hmm. you sort of like figure yeah. out what you actually like to yep. do. Yep. So using that as your foundation is like makes it so easy to. So you find what you like and then you slowly pull everything else in yeah. and then you start deciding what you like again. Yeah. And you pull things off the list in a right. way. And yeah. you use that. It's the jujitsu onion. Yeah. Sort <laughs> or of. something. <laughs> but like the onion that starts as a seed and then. Yeah. Grows yeah. Yeah. Into for an sure. Onion, and yeah. then you peel the layers off. Yep, yep, yep. And then you cry about it a lot and yeah. then you find yourself. <laughs> Yeah. And what you want to do. Yeah, it seems to be a crying thing. Yeah, cry. Just use the crying Let the game. tears out, for yeah, sure. For, oh, yeah, and for. also compete. Absolutely compete. Yeah. One competition is like three months in the gym. I think Hollenbeck said that. Did Did Brian say that? One say competition that. Yeah. is equivalent to three months in the yeah. gym? That sounds good. We'll give him credit. It's, it's true. So if you do like 10 competitions, you're like a freaking black belt already. All right, sign me up. It's totally worth it. Uh Brandley, tie your belt. <laughs> yeah, we did it. I was trying to find the video of my niece because she did an impersonation of him. Um, 
I think I would also throw in there there's just because people who are interested in sort of martial arts and fighting stuff tend to also jump in on some striking stuff. Do you think most jujitsu people, quote unquote, should also spend a little time training in some striking arts? Uh, no, not necessarily. I think you like if you want to, you should. Um, I would say like from a physical and like cardio aspect, sure. it's pretty yeah. cool yeah. to do. Um, but like most like. Like we said earlier, like you, like from a self-defense aspect, like no. Do you need to know how to freaking kick someone in the liver? Like, why would you kick someone in the liver? You know, so no in that sense. Um, but if you like martial arts, you will enjoy learning like Muay Thai and kickboxing and stuff. Like you just will, because it's a whole new art. And there's like a, I mean, I did it for a few years, and I was like a you know a shitty blue belt at it. And so it's like I could have kept doing it for 10 years and, like, become maybe really good at it. Maybe not, but, you know, like, just to say there was so much I still didn't learn yeah, after yeah. several years of it. It's the same as jujitsu. Like, sure. the nuance and the sure. development is, like, you could you could follow that forever. Yeah. And if you do it, you should go to Striking Institute because Caitlin and Ryan are the best in the business. Sure. That's a plug. Yeah, it was a good one. Oh, yeah, and this last plug. Um, Any plugs, go. Because um, then we're going to do call-outs, too. Petit Leon. Petit Leon? What's is, that? Uh, where Dan works. It's a, um, it's a pet store for <laughs> cats. And it's a cat-specific <laughs> cat pet store? It's a cat-specific pet store. Petit Leon, Little Lion. That's a called a house cat. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you want a cat, that's a place to get it. He's got tabbies. He's got... Maine, whatever, Maine Coons. Um, Himalayans. Himalayans. Those are both hypoallergenic for those of you concerned about it. There we go. A couple Russian blues in there. I think both of them. I don't know. A lot of Also really good meatballs. Sesame seeds and stuff. At the... the Petit Leon. Oh, at the restaurant. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I got got oddly on topic there for a second. so on topic of you. Um, Yeah. Great restaurant. The old black Blackbird space. Are the you old sure? what now? The old Blackbird space. As it turns out, Kitty Corner from one of the podcast sponsors, Five Watt yes, Coffee. Five one Watt. of the best coffees on the planet. I used to live like a block from there. Yeah? Yeah. 35th and Pillsbury. Nice. When I went there to pick up the gift cards, which is part of the sponsorship, my bo- shout out to Lee. Five was, oh, I should say Lee was, I think, engaged to one of my friends, Brienne. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, think I don't know were, if that's still the thing or not No, the not thing. anymore. They're okay, definitely gonna, not okay, engaged good. anymore. This was like four or five years ago. I have no they idea. Were, they were engaged. Anyhow, somebody smashed my car while I was in there getting them. Very typical Minneapolis. Shout out to Minneapolis. Dangerous South Minneapolis. Yeah. I ain't afraid of people. I'm afraid of the cars they're driving. That's. Oh, someone drove into your car. Yeah. I thought you meant like they smashed your window. Yeah. No, there's there's... Crunches all over my car, and there was a new one when I came out. I'm like, hmm, great, nice, great. Anyway, the meatballs are good. The meatballs the are from great at Petit Leon. <laughs> yeah, yeah the food everybody is great. can vouch for the, the food. food is great. Yeah. The service is okay. When Dan's in the front, it's a little. He's, in he's the front, there. can he's I get in there now? No, like front of house, like the oh, person giving sure. you your bag. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the bar will be great. It'll be, a, and it's a cool space. It'll be super cool. Yeah, and close to good stuff. Lots of good stuff going on over there. Yeah. Yeah. You want to call anybody out? What do you mean? 
call him out? Uh, yeah, Polly, wanna... I'm coming for you. He's over uh, there. <laughs> He's going to be like six feet. Dan, Manasak, mm. fuck you. Kevin, yeah. most of all, fuck, fuck you. Fuck Kevin, yeah. I, in the sincerest way possible, fuck you, you motherfucker. Um, I miss you, and I love you. That's a good place to stop, brother. Um, and please, nobody ask mm. me about moving to Chicago. I don't want to talk about yeah, it. Just let me up. leave. Yeah, yeah. Everybody will know. We don't yeah. need to talk about it. It's all good. Yep. Thanks, all brother. Right. You the man. That was good. Yes, it was. Uh, and you made it all the way to the end. Thanks again so much for listening, everybody. If some of these conversations have piqued your interest in my mentioning of the sport of powerlifting, go ahead and check me out on Instagram at Browse Barbell Club. And as promised, here's a clip from next week's episode with Professor Ishmael Bentley of M Theory Martial Arts. But the preparation, when I look back and like all the things, like what I tell people, like what do I miss about the days when I competed? I was like, I miss the training room and the people I trained with and us training to get ready for something. I don't actually like, like any of my medals for like anything I won, I literally have like no idea where they're at. Like, they are irrelevant to me, personally. Like, what I miss is, like, being in that room, right? Obviously, being much younger, being, like, you know, 30 years old, kind of in your physical prime, learning this thing. I still had no hair. I had no hair, my friend. I'm sorry.